This is a loving robot podcast, recounting tales from EverQuest directly from the people who worked on it. And now here's your host, Sean Lord. I'm Jen Chan. I'm the head of studio for Darkfall Games. So before head of studio, I was technical director for EQ1, EQ2, the whole franchise. And then uh, before that, I was lead programmer on just EQ1 and EQ2. And then before that, I was a programmer on EQ1. I actually started uh, EQ1 in 2008 as a programmer. And I've been on EQ1 continuously since then. So, oh, wow. Yeah. Yeah. That's a nice amount of time. <laughs> Yeah. And so you were programming before that, like Yes, that- yes. Uh actually I was not in gaming at all before this. Um I've been always I, ever since I was a kid, ever since I was like six years old, I always wanted to figure out how to get into the gaming industry. Um but it didn't actually happen until after college and you know, after I had kind of started a career in other things. <laughs> Right. Um, yeah, before this, I was actually working for a gigantic telecommunications company, uh, 20,000 people worldwide, making, um, I worked in what was called predictive analytics. So okay. I would take the data from the company um, because we were a spinoff of AT&T. Well, actually, we were a spinoff of a spinoff of AT&T. So we had all the data from when the company used to be part of AT&T, and I would take all the data from... I would say the 60s. (laughs) We take all the data from the 60s and just number crunch and a whole bunch of it's like, hey, you want to do this project? Okay, it's going to be about $2 billion and it's going to be a 20-year project. (laughs) And you're going to need people here, 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 and here, and they're going to need to have all these expertise. And so I worked in, when you talk about big data, I've talked, I worked in really big data. I mean, yeah, massive data. Uh, and that's actually what I used to do before, uh, you know, coming to work on EverQuest. <laughs> and then before that, I also um, had a, you know, early starting career um, in theater. I was actually a lighting designer. Well, I saw that. I saw that. Yeah. Yeah. So I was a lighting designer. And then I also worked with the local stagehands union. And I did, you know, I don't even remember how many years I worked in theater. So. I worked uh, as the local crew for um, a bunch of big names. Like, I worked for David Bowie. I worked for uh, the Backstreet Boys. I worked for REO oh, Speedwagon. I um, also did a, a ton of musicals. And, uh, you know, whatever show came into town, you know, I worked it. <laughs> right so, on. I once, yeah. I once sang Amazing Backstreet Boys at karaoke. Uh, it was two companies <laughs> ago. It was in Germany. Um, fortunately... Uh, I'm, I'm hoping their English was not so good, so they didn't know that I was. Just Anyways, that's fantastic. <laughs> I wish I had the video, to be honest with you. I'd have a whole other oh, career. A whole other um, career. <laughs> yeah. So, I'm good. Thank you. Um, so, the, the, the thing that I'm wondering then is how do you go from, like, massive data from the 60s? Yeah. First of all, the yeah. fact that there's data from the 60s is mind-boggling. But how do you go from massive data from the 60s to EverQuest? Uh, so actually, um, who I went to school with, uh, somebody that I went to school with, um, and we were working on a project together. It was a, uh, it was just a joint project between theater and the electrical engineering department. (laughs) And yeah, it was a joint 
crazy it was a crazy joint project because theater had all these projects that needed you know we have all these inventions that we need to create in theater right because it's like hey that's a really weird situation how do we solve this problem and uh and then from electrical engineering they had their senior uh thesis project which is well there's all these things that we can solve in the world let's let's find a client um that can actually you know use uh our engineering talents and so it's a joint project between theater and electrical engineering and as soon as i heard of it i was like oh i have to be on this uh, because I came in from the theater side, but mm-hmm. I was also getting a degree in computer science at the same time. <laughs> so Which It's actually a nice combo. Honestly, it makes a lot of yeah. sense to me. Yeah, it absolutely makes sense. Um, because back, at the, back in those days, you know, there wasn't really a whole lot of blend between theater and computer science, right? There wasn't gaming programs. There was, I right. think, one gaming program in the States. <laughs> One and it was at uh, where was it? It was at Carnegie Mellon. Okay. <laughs> yeah, it was at yeah. Carnegie Mellon. It's like I I can't afford Carnegie Mellon. <laughs> right. Yeah. No. Yeah. Yeah. No way. Uh. So. Yeah. Anyways. So there was this joint project between um, the theater and engine uh, electrical engineering departments, and I worked with uh, a guy um, on the project for years, and then when he left, it's like. Hey, you know, if you ever make it into the gaming industry, remember me. I always want wanted to get in. I never knew how to get in. I didn't know about GDC. I didn't know it's like, oh, hey, here's all these ways to get in. Right. Because you know, back at the time, games existed, and I had no idea how to get in. <laughs> right. Yeah. Um. So yeah, I go off on my career, you know, doing big data, doing. Uh, you know, predictive analytics, uh, and then also doing theater, you know, on the side. <laughs> right. So those were very long years. <laughs> it was a work a full work a full eight to five at my normal job, and then go home and then start my theater job at like seven p.m. <laughs> seven yeah. p.m. until midnight, sometimes three a.m. depending on what I was working on. <laughs> Yeah, I know that feeling. I, I, yeah. I had a I had a small business at a skateboard park, um, and yeah. like I do the skateboard park thing all day, and then come home and just play as much EverQuest as possible. And yeah. then my yeah. my opening was like because I was like I've got to join this company. It was the guide program, <laughs> and so it was oh, like wow. I, okay. I would I would get off like work essentially, even though it was our business. Um, sometimes I would just sneak in the office that we had and like start playing guiding, <laughs> but it was like guide as much as possible. Just yeah. Because, yeah. you know, that's what Yeah, because was it really would get you in there. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So <laughs> you get your name in, you'd start to get to know people. <laughs> absolutely. It was, com- yeah. it was completely like a, a planned, like, you know, just sort of social engineering. Like, how do I just sure. start making a name for myself and then sure. work my way in? So yeah. for you, like, then, then EverQuest, it, it comes on the radar, I guess, during this period. Right, right. So I'm doing, you know, two separate careers, completely out of gaming, still trying to figure out how do I get into gaming, still applying to places all over the place. I remember Mm -hmm. getting an interview from Nintendo, and it was very weird. They didn't want me to actually go work on gaming. They wanted me to go work on their business application system. Oh, no. (laughs) Uh, Yeah, and at the time, it's like Nintendo was, I don't know if they're still doing it, but at the time, Nintendo was all... Uh, proprietary. They like their spreadsheets 
they didn't have like any off the shelf spreadsheet program. They had their own spreadsheet program. They had their own OS. <laughs> yeah, they completely built all of that. And I was like, uh, no, <laughs> no. <laughs> Uh, you know, I applied because I wanted to get into gaming. I didn't want to work on spreadsheets software. Right. <laughs> so yeah, I, mean, um, I, I guess if it gets yeah. you in the door, but yeah, if you get stuck with that, that's not fun. Yeah, yeah. And then so um, my cofish, my ex classmate, uh, mm-hmm. sent sent me an, an email saying, "Hey, I remember you really wanted to get into gaming. Uh, we just got an opening on EverQuest. Are you still interested?" And I uh, immediately was like, "Yes." Yes. I really quickly uh, that night, I, uh, you know, just kind of threw together my resume. It's like, uh, not preparing for this, not prepared for this, and just threw it together and then sent it over. And uh, I sent it over and they said, oh, wow, yeah, this looks great. You want to do an interview? And I said, yes. Yeah. So did the phone interview. You know, it was pretty, pretty easy because, uh, you know been a software engineer for a few years, many years at the time. And it's like, yeah, cool. I can do this. Right. And, um, and then they brought me on site and, uh, the programming test on site, uh, paper programming test, still paper programming test today. Well, it's digitized now, but literally a pencil and a stack of papers no computers, no keyboard, no references, and then they stuck me in an empty cube. Okay. And it's like, okay, um, this is a little weird. <laughs> so I wrote code, and then it's like, oh, wait, you know, this is kind of easy. <laughs> so then I finished the test early, and uh, it was Terry Michaels, the lead programmer on EQ at the time. Okay, yeah. It's like, okay, Terry. well, what do I do now? <laughs> because I went in, it's like, okay, I, I'm done. There's nothing I could add to this. <laughs> So I went in and I just left it on his uh, keyboard in his office and I went and found um, my friend, uh, Chris Hoover. Chuver? I don't know if you ever worked with him. The name sounds familiar, but I can't yeah. place it. Yeah. So I went and found him and it's like, okay, what do I do now? And uh, Terry went and found me. And it's like, what's up? Did you have any problems? I was like, no, I was done with the test. I'm just done. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, I'm done with the test. And he was fully expecting for me to not actually finish the test because it's designed to not be finished in an hour. <laughs> yeah. And um and so it's like, yeah, I got the full on site, you know, they took me out to lunch and did all that. And it's like, yeah, no, everything's good, you know? And then nothing. Nothing. Nothing for months. I was like, oh okay, well I guess I didn't do so well. <laughs> and and um, what was going on is they, they thought that they were um, interviewing, like, you know, an early level engineer, like an associate right. programmer level one, and they just didn't have a space for me. <laughs> and so three months later, they call up. It's like, hey, uh, are you still interested? And I'm like, yes, <laughs> absolutely. How do I get there? It's like, okay, well. Here's here's the offer. Here's how right. much we're willing to pay you. It's like yes, <laughs> okay. <laughs> and um, so then I told him, it's like you know I still live in Colorado. I need <laughs> I need time to move. So then yeah. you know I need bus money. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> I need time to move. Um, so then you know two months later, I eventually like after five months after that interview, 
I finally was able to start on the game. <laughs> so, yeah. <laughs> yeah, it's it's funny. That, that happens sometimes, right? It's like, yeah. in, in the whole time, it's just kind of like, man, is this going to happen? Is it not going to happen? Yeah. It's, it's such a yeah. roller coaster. Uh, yeah. It's rad. So you got in, and then once you're in, it's it sounds like you're there... 12 years? How, how long? Yeah, uh, I've been here since 2008, so 12, a little over 12 years now. Yeah. Yeah. And yeah. so once you got in, I mean, this 2008, I was, I was in Austin by then, but mm-hmm. I can kind of, I can kind of remember the company, like in terms yeah. of everything that was going on. Sony was, yeah. Sony was a bit bigger like it was, it was sprawling i forget how oh, many yeah. of the like seven studios were so active at that point but i know it's yeah like there was stuff going on all over the place yeah sony had a gigantic presence in san diego when i first came out um yeah. i mean our building alone had or not our building but our campus had three buildings or four buildings that were all still um pretty full and dedicated yeah. to just us and then there was the gigantic uh, Sony Electronics building up the way, up the 15. And that that was sprawling. I know we had a meeting there one time, and I remember going to it, and it's like, this is all Sony? This yeah. is huge. It was massive. Yeah, and so. I, I still saw folks, like, we would come out for Comic-Con, and we'd come out... Um, I think for E3s for, I know there are some off years and stuff like that with E3s. Yeah. Um, and it was interesting to always just see the, the number of folks. But like for me, even when I was in San Diego, it was already like a five or 600 person company at least. Cause I, I remember oh, yeah. you yeah. have to do like the annual sort of presentations of this is uh-huh. what's going on. You look out over the sea of faces. Yeah. And the challenge I always had with those two is, I get real uncomfortable if I feel like I'm bullshitting. Like, I don't like to lie. Like, it just, <laughs> yeah, my brain yeah. doesn't like it. And so, yeah. um, when when you have to kind of do it sort of marketing fluff, right? Uh-huh, it's like, uh-huh. there will be dozens of quests, right? And blah, blah, blah <laughs> for the next expansion, you know? Sure. And, like, you're looking out at a bunch of people who are paid to do it. I'm like, you can't bullshit these people. And so, like, right. yeah. when you've got to do that presentation, it's just like... Oh my goodness. Sorry guys. I'm about to blow smoke. <laughs> so I guess my question then is you're, you're coming on to EQ and yeah. I had left EQ. Oh man, like maybe three or four years prior. And so I've been sure. catching up with different folks, Ryan, sure. others and sure. Q and just kind of seeing like, what was the vibe? Like, here's what I noticed before I left EQ. And I'm curious what you sort of saw when you landed there, which was okay. we were a fairly, like we were the team that like we always felt, and this may be inappropriate. I don't know. It may not even be true. Um, we were paying the bills. EverQuest was like yeah. still yeah. the game. And yeah. yet it was like, if any game needed a resource, it was just like yank. And if it was like, Oh, who's going to get a marketing yeah. budget? Not EQ. Like, and it was just yeah. kind of like very sort of narrow and it's, it, yeah. And, and so when you got there, that was even years later. So was it, yeah like a scrappy team at that point just kind of um it's definitely i mean if you compare it to today it was definitely much larger than today i would definitely mm-hmm. to say that today we're like really really scrappy but back then it was it already felt a little scrappy 
Um, but yeah, it was definitely EQ is bringing in all this money. Um, EQ2, when I got there that year, they had finally uh, uh, gotten into the black. So they mm-hmm. finally recruited all of their development costs and their continual costs, and they were um, had finally gotten into, it's like, hey, all this pre-development cost before we launch is now covered with all of our, uh, you know, profits from every year after that. So in 2008, right. that happened. Wow. And I remember going there and I was like, hey, you know, it, I, ha- I had no concept of any of our financials, right? That was mm-hmm. not a thing that I was a part of back then. And I remember going, it's like, well, how come EQ2 gets all the neat stuff? How come EQ2 gets all the nice things? <laughs> you know, I mean, even when we there. brought in, yeah, even when we brought in food, uh, you know, you look at like the EQ2 stuff, it's like, that's really nice. And then you look at us, it's like, you got me a $5 sandwich. <laughs> Thanks. <laughs> it's always fun to go to your producer with that one. It's like, this is on you, dude. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So, um, and then, uh, as I was there, I would say around that time, they were starting to really pull people for free realms that mm. it was either that year or the year after it was definitely in that era, um, where they were pulling people from free realms. It's like, okay, so are we going to get people back? Are right. we going to, uh, it's like, no, no, no. Do more with less. Yeah. I was like, what? What? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> this is so weird. <laughs> yeah. So, that was the feeling yeah. we, we always had as well, right? Like, and it is, uh, uh, so there's part of it. I look back and I go, I could have handled it in a much more mature fashion, or there's just things I didn't fully understand, or, you know, like yeah. it wasn't my place to understand the company strategy or whatever. But then on the flip side, now looking back over like, and this isn't like, you know, humble break or whatever. I, it's just math. I've, I've done this. Like I've been in online games for 20 years. I look mm-hmm. back and, and now I kind of see how like different things works or whatever. And so when I do have that hindsight, I do have the ability to kind of judge decisions. Yeah. And so, you know, yeah. I feel like uh, it's, it's fine to do it. Um, it's, it's interesting to see. First of all, like EverQuest is still here. Like I'm having a, yeah. I'm having so much fun playing right now. Right. Like it's, it's the game that I'm like, okay, 10 years ago when I was working on other stuff at that point, I realized, you know, the first two years, maybe it's like, does this game last for five more years or two more years or sure, how long does it sure. last? Right. It's a fair sure. sort of question. Yeah. But by year like 10, when I'm looking at back on 10 years of EQ, I'm like, this thing could last forever if the right yeah. investment was made in it. Mm-hmm. And so, um, that's, that's one of the things like I was looking at notes in preparation for us to talk. And I was like, as I was doing it, I've been looking at like RuneScape and sure. RuneScape's had its best year. I could have sworn it's had yes. its best year this year in 20 years, right? They yeah. pulled in like RuneScape has made something like I was, I was looking like at half a billion or something, <laughs> um, in total, but just in one year they made last year, oh, I think yeah. they made $143 million, um, with Ooh. 60 million in profit. Right. Yeah. And so yeah. when I when I look at like MMOs and yeah. this is the advice I've had for companies yeah. ever since EQ is like invest in your flagship. This idea yep. that you're going to do it again. Yeah. OK, 
Yeah. Maybe you can, but it, honestly, if you don't have your shit together on your flagship, what makes you think you could do it again? So right. anyways, that was a bit of a tangent. I will say like a quick warning. If I ask you any question, you're like, I don't know if I can answer that. First of all, there's not many layers of management above you, right? I mean, it's basically yeah, you and G. Yeah, um, basically. <laughs> yeah. So G, but if, the board, you know. <laughs> yeah. And I know, and the, the reality is there are boards, there are things. I know that yeah. you can't just say everything. So if I ask yeah. anything that's like off limits just time out like visibly and chat won't <laughs> okay. see it they won't know um, okay. and then we'll just okay. skip that okay okay um so yeah basically so you've you've come into that situation where it's like very lean and still sort of yeah. getting pulled we're at yeah. sort of the free realms era and now i'm assuming that it's kind of been that way probably ever since was there ever a period where it was like hey we're gonna we're gonna re-staff the team or um i mean it's definitely been a pivot very recently hmm. um that you know we're focusing on reinvesting back into eq1 we're focusing on reinvesting back into eq2 and uh very recently you know we've been we've been you know seriously taking a look uh previously it's like yes we want to reinvest um but you know, from a leadership team, they're definitely really, really hot into what uh, RuneScape Old School has done. Right. Um, they're really seeing, it's like, well, okay, yeah, you know, we have all these games, all these MMOs that came after us, um, and all these, uh, you know, companies that have still managed to stay really, you know, they're doing very well. Exactly. <laughs> and... And so, uh, certainly from, from the management level, they told me, it's like, hey, you know, we recognize that for the longest time, EQ would make, you know, make profits, make money, mm -hmm. you know, hand over fist money, and it would get funneled into all these projects, right? right? It would get funneled into, yeah, I can't even list all the projects that <laughs> the oh, money sure. has gotten funneled into over the years. Um, and so they're really recognizing that now. It's like, well, okay, so how do we reinvest back into the games? Mm -hmm. How can we make these games last, you know, forever? <laughs> right. And um, so that's been a real pivot recently. And actually before that, um, they were, it's like, okay, so how do we make the next EQ? <laughs> yeah. um, and it was a, you know, well, let's try this. Let's try this. Let's try this. And... I think in doing that, we had a lot of projects, a lot of secret projects going on at the time, and it was just too many things competing for the same pile of money. Right. <laughs> right? right. And so, yeah, we actually, um, so that's how Landmark happened. That's how EverQuest Next happened. Um, and then, uh, you know, we had to unfortunately shut that down because, again, we had way too many things going on. <laughs> Yeah, and uh, I mean, looking at from as an outsider, well, as an outsider yeah. with a uh, history of inside knowledge, when I saw those projects being pitched, yeah, yeah, I was like, man, the level of ambition there. Like, yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm a relatively conservative like designer producer type, right? So when I look at that, yeah. I'm like, oof, how's that going to happen? So those yeah. weren't shockers to me, to be honest. Yeah, right? yeah, they were um, very ambitious. I wanted so, them. <laughs> Sure. I mean, they, they, they yeah, I wanted them, but cool. I also didn't see how it could happen. <laughs> right. And, and so. that's so in 
you're saying that as someone that that was there, you, you're witnessing it. Um, I always felt like while I was in the company, I'd witness some some things. I'm just like, oh man, really? Like that's the other going to be a challenge, or that's not going to work. And then what? That kind of thing. Yeah. yeah. Now you've progressed to the point of, I mean, you know, you're studio head. You're 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 the yeah. person. And and help me understand too. So it's basically Daybreak became three individual companies, or yes. And so, well, um, so Daybreak is still the parent company, right? Mm-hmm. Um, but well, we yeah, sorry, are, the umbrellas. yeah, yeah. So we, uh, Dark Paw, Rogue Planet and Dimensional Inc. We are separate studios. Um, mm-hmm. we're like sub studios, uh, kind of like, I can't remember the name of the studio, but there's, I was just talking about them the other day. By the way, I'm horrible with names, so if I mess up somebody's name or if I go, oh, wait, if I mention the wrong name, it's completely fine. And and don't feel bad. If you get my name wrong, I'm bound to get your name wrong at least twice. So now that pressure is off me to like, and I'm always panicked that I'm going to, yeah, we'll double it in later. Good point. So we'll fix it in post. Yeah. Uh, But yeah, so it's an umbrella company. And then yep. you've got your three sort of studios that I, I'm assuming yep. are just like very separate PNL, very like, okay, your, or is that uh, all going back to the mothership and still being sort of, uh, can I even yeah, ask I that? Mean, that's a weird question. Sorry. Yeah. I mean, sure. Uh, that's a fair question. Um, so certainly we are separate. We are separate legal entities, right? Mm-hmm. But we've spent so many years, like t- more than 20 years uh, focusing on how do we become more efficient? How do we unify systems? How do we unify mm-hmm. support teams? So then that way, you know, we're more efficient, right? Right. <laughs> so then that yeah. way, um, we don't have people just kind of going, I don't have any work to do because we're not touching any of this stuff. Oh, interesting. Um, yeah. So it's, we're, we're pulling apart bit by bit. It's a definitely a slow process because it's like, I, I don't need my own separate finance department, right? Correct. There's always there's always that benefit of certain things being centralized, like um, yeah. when you're looking at your various capabilities. And so, yeah. but it is interesting because then you get into the, uh, it, it's this is one of those conversations that, that happens at so many companies as they grow. Um, but it's interesting to see this as you kind of reform, like the, what you pick to sort of go within your kind of whatever your construct is versus be centralized. And so like, I would say like, but community management, customer service and things like that, they seem so specific to a game. Right. So, so community management, uh, Dreamweaver is ours. Dreamweaver mm-hmm. is dark paw. Uh, mm-hmm. Occasionally he'll be tapped to put in, um, you know, submit and uh, post all, to all the places, all the social webs. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, like, Corporate messaging, but Dreamweaver is all EQ1 and EQ2. He's ours. Cool. <laughs> He's all DarkPaw. Um, and then CS, all of our CS people are all very heavily trained in, you know, in our games. Like, in fact, typically we don't have a, a shared resource between EQ1 and EQ2. It's mm-hmm. usually, if you are a frontline GM person, you know your game. You typically don't. I mean, occasionally, if we're having, like, really high ticket queues, we'll ask some people to come in and help out. Um, But if you're talking about in-game CS, they have very specialized knowledge about even even between EQ1 and EQ2. 
Yeah. I mean, there's there's a few people that are um, shared, like management. Yeah. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Makes yeah. sense. Um, but for the most part, it's, yeah, you are this. So. Yeah, no, and, and that makes sense. And no, I, I appreciate you answering that. I, I mean, hopefully that helps yeah. some people sort of visualize what's going on. Um, the And this kind of taps into, uh, you know, if you don't mind, like transitioning to some of the, what I did was I wrote down some of the common questions I've seen over the last sure. couple of months sure. on that front. Yeah, no problem. Um, and, and so one of them kind of gets into that, like, um, you know, when we're looking at the... TLPs, especially like Eridun and yep. um, and I'll be honest, I didn't go find like a specific statement on this front. But there's a lot of questions about GM support and sure. what does that look like these days. And sort of, sure. um, there's some stuff where I'm like, as I hear, it, I kind of understand. Being a, I used to be in CS, right? I was yep. a GM, so I yeah. know the degree yeah. to which I can sort of enforce a play nice policy or whatever. Sure, but sure. Kind of help us help us understand with like Eridun specifically, I guess. Right. Um, what's going on there? Um, so we still have people that we have hired specifically for Eridun and uh, Rizlona, right? Okay. Uh, they're still there answering tickets. Um, but again, there's only so much that we can answer every day because there's definitely a lot more people playing than CS and there's a lot more people playing yeah. than all the, you know, there's a lot more tickets than all of our CS can can effectively, uh, you know, close out all the queues. Yeah. And then plus, uh, so we have dedicated G, uh, GMs for Eridun and Rizlona. Um, and then actually the current GMs have also been, you know, the GMs that we had before um, now have also been coming in to help out on those queues. And right. so, yeah. Um and, and certainly, I, yeah, go ahead. As I was saying, can I ask, like, I, this is my first TLP. So, like, yep. folks in chat have been sort of updating me on the history because they've been for uh, multiple yep. TLPs in the past. Was mm-hmm. was this TLP, like, series, like, uh, Eridun and Arizona, was it bigger than normal? Is there, is is it, like, a, hmm. is there more of a sort of demand lately than there has been in the past, or? Uh, I would definitely say that it it definitely appears bigger than normal. It's kind of hard to pull out um, because we don't really have great metrics uh, around um, around who's playing what. I mean, we can see we can see like you know total members. We can see total unique players. We can see right. total population, and uh, those numbers, yes. Those numbers are higher this time around than uh, the last time we did uh, just, you know, the what we call the standard progression rule set. <laughs> right, right. Yeah and, yeah. and for me, I was less thinking about, like, sort of the details of, like, this, the specific player seg- segments that are participating, more of just sort of the overall numbers, right? Because one of the things yeah. that, you know, again, has been a topic, and I think we even talked sort of, beforehand it's like looking at like Eridun, the mm-hmm. the exchange of like server stability versus queues and yeah. and so there have been a couple of questions there with regards to like um one i i can based on my experience i can understand the trade-offs and i can sort of picture yeah. some of what's involved there especially if there's mm-hmm. a, a, a demand um mm-hmm. but that said is there 
are there other factors beyond I, I, I read your 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 letter that you sent out at the time and it was great um, the you know the fact that people are working from home etc but is there also a bit and it's cool if the answer is no but is there a bit of like on a 20 year old live game is there are there some challenges with like hey to really be able to do certain things with absolute certainty or stability we've got to do a lot of refactoring we've got to do a lot yeah. of sort of going back and cleaning up is that sort yeah. of what yeah <laughs> yeah <laughs> basically um yeah that... um absolutely um and i can actually go in a, a little bit more into detail into this um okay. because you know i'm the you know, I'm yeah, the tech lead right now. The, the, the degree <laughs> to which you can and you feel comfortable, I, I, I do yeah, think it would be cool. Yeah, certainly, certainly. Um, so when we launched, when we launched, uh, we had actually done server merges the month before. Or no, the week before? I don't remember. Everything's kind of a blur. I have also mm-hmm. no concept of time. <laughs> mm-hmm. So we had done server merges before uh, the, yeah. la- the launch. And the reason why we did that... Uh, was because we needed to shut down those servers. And it wasn't a hardware thing. If if it was simply hardware, yeah, we could easily buy new hardware and you know, just throw it into yeah. the data center, hook it up, we're good. It wasn't a hardware thing. Um, and if it was a hardware thing, I would have been so happy. It's like, okay, <laughs> yep, just just toss servers at it. Just just toss new uh you know, toss new blades in the rack and we're good. Yeah. <laughs> it wasn't that. <laughs> It wasn't that. Um, yeah. So the problem was, it's uh, we have we have what I like to call our gigantic single point of failure. <laughs> um, mm-hmm. That is our data structure, right? We have so much massive data just pipe flowing through um, to our databases, which again, it's not one database; it's many databases, <laughs> right? Um, we have the single point of failure that is kind of the coordinator that goes through all of those databases. Um, and so we couldn't add another world. Uh, oh, great. Windows is asking me to restart. <laughs> oh, <uh-oh>. <laughs> updates. <laughs> Anyways. Um, so we couldn't add more worlds and we definitely couldn't support what we expected the population to be on Eridune and Rizlona um, without actually shutting down some more worlds. Right. Um, and because it was all going through this this massive uh, this database caching system. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and uh, we had actually fixed uh, the issues with that very recently. I would say within the past month or two, right? But at launch, we said, okay, well, we need to shut down these additional servers before we can even launch these servers. And that was the biggest thing holding up why we didn't launch the servers earlier. Um, We were waiting for server merges to, you know, all the work to actually be completed and to, you know, test it. So then that way we can merge servers. So then that way we can start new servers. And, uh, but certainly we started the new servers and, there was an issue in this in this software where if we had too much traffic going through all at once, it would just crash one of the nodes, one of the big nodes. Right. And uh, the way the system's designed is if one of the nodes out of the massive database system goes down, um, 
everything goes down. Yeah. All just... live worlds go down. <laughs> everything. And yeah. Yeah. And so we were working. It's like, well, what's causing this? Is it, you know, what's causing this? And eventually we, uh, we, uh, you know, got, got in touch with our Cortex system, uh, our Cortex team, because their Cortex team is actually the ones who write that specific software for us. Okay. <laughs> and so we got in touch with them. It was like, what's going on here? We've been seeing crashes like this. We don't know what's going on. Are we using the system wrong? Is there a bug in the system? Mm-hmm. What is going on? And um, we could never accurately reproduce it. And it's like, here, here. We kept on giving them information, 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 information. And it's like, oh, there's an issue here where this database node, uh, the caching system, is not thread safe. <laughs> right here in this one tiny little, um, tiny little obscure region of the code, when it hit yeah. it, it's like, no, nah, I'm just going to corrupt memory. <laughs> Yeah, it, it, yeah, I'm agreeing just because, again, like I've been yeah. working on only basically yeah. MMOs for 20 years. And yep. as you're describing yep. this, I'm like, I could see that, right? Like, yep. especially when you're dealing with older games. Um, yeah. So, yeah. Yeah. So then once we fix that, it's like, OK, cool, that fixed that. But then we were also seeing like really bad performance issues. Uh, we were just like, OK, why? Why did the world go down to? one frame a second why is this mm-hmm. why did this world spend 40 seconds in a frame because you know a very healthy world is 60 to 80 frames per second and we had we would see it's like this world is spending wait wait did that world spend 120 seconds in one frame what's mm-hmm. going on here <laughs> And so we were also chasing down those issues. So it was just a whole collection of issues. It's like, okay, well, we're hitting performance issues here, and we're hitting performance issues here, and we're hitting crash issues here, stability issues there. And yeah. so the engineering team, I mean, they, for months, it was like, okay, well, how do we fix it? How do we fix it? How do we fix it? And um, unfortunately, I couldn't actually devote the time because that was also the time I became head. Right. <laughs> like, yeah. I so couldn't. Uh, so it was all, I was all relying on my engineering team and, whoop, you know, yeah. I, they definitely found some things that I, I don't think I would have found with my, you know, limited, limited, uh, attention span at the time. Yeah. No, <laughs> so, at that point, yeah, I mean, kudos to those guys. <laughs> you, you're, you're in a situation where one, you, you have to have that delegation and it's totally yeah. appropriate. It's just, it's always, it's unfortunate. Um, yeah. especially with online games where a lot of times when things are most exciting or you're most damp because like, Hey, this is going really well. Or this, like when things are going well, it usually means that there are more people when there are more people than if yeah. anything goes wrong and there's a higher probability of it going wrong because there are other more, more people then it's just, yeah. at least speaking from personal experience, it's so disappointing. And people are like, uh, they're understandably upset. Yeah. But like, oh, yeah. it, it sucks because from at least speaking for myself, the reason why I'm there is I'm passionate about what I'm doing. And I'm passionate right. about the player base and the product. I'm yeah. excited because I think there's a great opportunity to do some cool shit. Yeah. Then something happens and it's just like, Oh, yeah, man. you know, it's so heartbreaking. I mean, every single crash that happened, it's like, 
I get emails, I get a flood of emails, I get mm. notifications like, oh, it's down again. <laughs> and I mean, yeah, I mean, we even we had stability. We had very light stability issues before launch, right? I mean, there were still world crashes and that, you know, trying to find those world crashes actually kicked off a complete gutting of our um of our craft reporting system. Right. Uh, and that actually started last year where it's like, Hey, there's these stability issues. I don't know how to fix this. Our crash reporting system isn't telling me anything. Yeah. It, it didn't even know that the world went it's, down. <laughs> it's so common, right? Because what winds up happening is it's like when shit starts breaking, then it's like, well, but we, yeah. Do, do we know why or do we know what is breaking? Do yeah. we have any good reports? Oh, we don't have good reports. Well, why not? Because we've got to go back and either update or fix or hell, in some yeah. cases, in my experience, we just didn't have any crash reporting. And it's yeah. like, OK, so now we have to go do that. The resources yep. that we apply to getting the crash reporting in place is also then they're the ones that are supposed to be working on this other stuff. Right. It's often critical. Right. And so it's yeah. like, okay, there's a prioritization now. So in order to fix the thing that's breaking, I have to like get crash reporting. And in order to get crash reporting, I have to pull this person that's supposed to be doing this other stuff that may or may mm -hmm. not be critical. It's, yeah. it's such a <laughs> juggling nightmare. Absolutely. So I, I definitely empathize um, on that one. I know there was a there was a question earlier. It's like uh, I, I'm not an actual interviewer. I'm just a random dude <laughs> with a, a Twitch account, and so like <laughs> it's like I'm not I'm not here to. I, I don't even know how to ask a PR appropriate question. I'm just seeing the <laughs> random shit that comes to mind and asking you questions because sure, it's awesome sure. to get to meet you. And, you know, it's EverQuest and I love EverQuest and stuff. Yeah, so it's like the concern that I'm I like softballing. Yeah. In case I, in case I forget do to it. do it. Absolutely. Thank you um, for doing this. I know that when we first came, when it, uh, your stream first came up, it's like, who is this guy? It's, because we were we were not sure if you were actually um, an ex developer. No, <laughs> because I'm lying. it's like this person, this person is you know going on Twitch saying that he used to be an ex developer. It's like I've never seen this channel before. Who is this yeah, guy? Like, uh, so we're looking. It's like Sean Lord. Sean Lord. Does anybody remember Sean? It's like no, and then no I one believe does. it was yeah, and I believe it was Jonathan. It's like oh yeah, he totally he totally is an ex developer. That's totally Sean. It's like okay, yeah. cool. Yeah, no, it was it was fun that first night when folks came in. I think I was uh I was I was sitting there waiting for, well, uh, to be honest, I was singing in the queue, right? Like uh, it was like Aradun day one, and so yeah, yeah it was it was cool. Um, it, it's weird because yeah, no, Bobby, not stolen valor. I swear, I really did work on EverQuest at one point, not very well, but I did. Um, yeah, so all right. So back to these these tough questions that I've got. Sure. Um, sure. So what's can you give us an idea of like the split and focus between like TLP and non TLP right now? Like the split and the focus. Um, Is there even? Yeah, I mean, so TLPs are definitely an evolution. Mm -hmm. Our very first TLPs in twenty eleven. Uh, somebody on the internet can look it up. The chat uh, will know so, for sure. Uh, yeah, our very first TLPs uh, were pretty rough. 
And uh, it was the very first time we had done TLPs. Uh, I'm trying to remember if we put in voting in those TLPs. I don't even remember. I remember adding the voting system, but I don't remember if those servers had voting or not. <laughs> okay. Um, and those were extremely rough. And, you know, each TLP, we get better. It's like, mm-hmm. oh, okay, now people are bu- running into, like, some really gating issues here because, you know, something new went in and kind of stomped on all the scripts, and now it's all broken. It's like, right. oh, whoops. <laughs> um, so every TLP, and as each server gets closer and closer to live, it's like, oh, okay, now this is gating. We should fix this. Now this right. is gating. Oh, yeah, we need to fix this. Um, so, yeah, it's it's hard to give a blend because... If gating issues come up, we need to fix them. <laughs> um, does it, is it turning into something where sort of based on the popularity, looking at, so, I guess, a simpler way to phrase it is based on what you've seen, mm-hmm. is there more of a conscious way of like going, hey, is this kind of our leagues? Is this our our seasons? How do we as a mm-hmm. business sort of work this better into like our business model? And, and Sure. Um, so, yeah, I mean, it is definitely part of our business model, right? Mm-hmm. Um, because we get it. It's a big, it's a big excitement point. Um, mm-hmm. other than the expansion, we don't really have a lot of big points throughout the year. Uh, well, <laughs> anniversary, expansion, and TLP launch, those are kind of our big points where we're really, like, you know, throwing all the eggs in the basket and going, here you go! Right, yeah. <laughs> um... So, yeah, it's it's hard to give a blend because we are such a small team and we can't dedicate like an entire team of people to go work on TLPs. We can't even dedicate an entire people to go work on expansions. Um, towards the time that I started, so I believe during your era, there was like an expansion team and there was like a live team, right? In... Ish? Ish. So what yeah. wound up? What, yeah, it was basically there was there were people that by nature of what they did were sort of uh, and I might be remembering this wrong. It was easier for them to stay focused on certain live issues. Sure. Um, the the rate at which we were putting out expansions during that period, um, even if there was sort of a lull where the the live team could kind of operate. They were often then pulled back in, like systemically back into making sure that we got stuff done. But I I would say that part of it was also like um, during that era, we were having to redo a lot of stuff in order to build the headroom and the sustainability of the game because it just was never meant to last. Each expansion was like, it's not going to last past the next expansion during that era. Right. And so the, some of the live team stuff was like going back and like, fixing a ton of itemization or, Hey, mm-hmm. we've got this massive database change. So, mm-hmm. you know, like, because we've run out of actual, I think it was, I forget when, but it was like, we can't add another item to the database, right? Like we're just, uh, yeah. <laughs> and so it's like, all right, so we've got to fix that. And so yeah. there's a lot of that type of stuff that was part of the life team. But for the most part, if I remember correctly, almost everybody ultimately worked on expansions at some point. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so yeah, I mean, at some point, somebody will be working on the expansion um, mm-hmm. this year and last year and next year. And, you know, mm-hmm. 
at some yeah, point someone everybody is involved with the expansion at one point but um i, I mean yeah i guess if you go if you lump in live and tlp yeah no that's what the majority of the people on the team work on <laughs> But it yeah. also is very discipline specific, right? Like, I'm never going to ask an artist to come and fix, come and fix uh, a spell bug, right? Right, right, right. <laughs> I yeah. mean, unless it's specifically a particle issue with that spell, I'm never going to ask an artist to fix a, fix a spell bug. <laughs> yeah. Um. So it absolutely is very discipline specific. Okay. So the artists are absolutely they're focusing on uh, this expansion and. Uh, you know, starting to get into previs for next expansion. <laughs> mm-hmm. And then, you know, our designers are starting to write the documents for next expansion. <laughs> like right. the, the year after. Uh, so yeah. 2021. <laughs> um, no, I, so they're already starting to write those docs. <laughs> yeah, it makes sense. I mean, honestly, you've got to be able to front load like that because any, any gap you have on the current thing, like getting started on the next thing makes sense. Um, so, I was trying to think. I mean, with the team size that you have, you've got um, two products now um, that are mm-hmm. live with EQ and EQ2. Yep. Um, yep. I don't know if anything, there's no other thing that I'm missing, right? It's like EQ and EQ2 is Dark Pulse. Yeah, products. there's nothing left in the franchise. Yeah. It's live. And then yeah. is there, um, hmm, I'm going to ask this question. I don't expect you to answer it. <laughs> sure. Um, uh, you can say no comment. I get it. Uh, <laughs> but you've got two live games um, that you're doing things like TLP for. And you're doing yep. expansions, um, yep. sharing some of those folks back and forth on some of that. It sounds like a um, little bit, a little bit like on the art side or whatever. It sounds like yeah. or on okay. art, um, art and me. <laughs> yeah. Okay. I think that's it. Good. Yeah. And not even all art. I think, yeah, it's just character art. Yeah. Um, we do have separate, we do have separate uh, environment artists for both teams. Like they do, you know, you do this game, you do this game. They usually don't, don't ever blend. <laughs> so I'm trying to think of uh, maybe another way to ask this is, is the focus now on sort of that living world, looking at RuneScape, looking at success, etc. is the focus on really sort of following that model or is there their thought to like, all right, so if we could start over, if we were to do this again, it would allow us to, you know, basically mitigate these problems that we've now sort of learned about over 20 years. Is there, is there any sort of inkling, any hint you can give us as to like, hey, you know, uh, a new game is not off the table or, hey, uh, don't expect it anytime soon, like, uh I'm not trying to get you to say, yes, there's an EQ3 and when is Half-Life 3 launching or anything like that. Um, but I kind of am also asking both of those questions, if you know. Yeah. Uh, so I actually thought about this for a very long time. I'm sure you did. It's like, yeah, um, about how to, I would answer this. And I guess what I can say is that we're always talking. We're always yeah. figuring out things. We're always planning. We're always, we're always, you know, I mean, w- as much as we love EQ1 and EQ2, we can't, we can't change 
what these games are. Right. Yeah, <laughs> we can't no. drastically change what these games are. So we need to keep them running for as long as possible because they are a very, I would almost say, niche types of games, Absolutely. both separately. Um, and to make a new product... Absolutely, it needs to, you know, incorporate new tastes. <laughs> mm-hmm. um, because I know that, I know that, you know, current market, when you're talking about all the people, um, current market, you absolutely can't, you can't spend 12 hours rating. <laughs> That's not a thing that people in mass can do. <laughs> I would I would say if if you're content with the twelve hours you're spending in rating in one of the existing games, no. Yeah. But then, I, I, yeah. I would actually I, I'll, throw I'll, out yeah. there that there's probably people that would play a game where you spend twelve hours rating. That's a new game, but it would be a niche. We talk about this a lot on the yeah. stream. It's like yeah. it would have to be built as a super niche. Like right. Business right. model would have to acknowledge that it's not right. Massive right. Right. Yeah. And so, yeah, I mean, we're always talking. Um, we're always prototyping and, you know, poking at things. Um, but, yeah, no, there's definitely nothing that we're comfortable actually yeah. sharing with anybody. That's I mean, fine. even well, sharing outside of the team, right? Because yeah. it's like, oh, yeah, no. <laughs> yeah. It's like, no. that's a nice idea, but... <laughs> I get it. I get it. Uh, uh, and but you also you can't confirm Half Life Three either, right? That was that was right. the other one. Right. You know? right. I mean, you could confirm that one. Like, what are they going to do? Um, cool. All right. So, oh, I, my I, team I, has my team has a statement that's also uh-oh. very good. Uh, let's see. Remember how it went uh, before when we made announcements before we had a game? Yeah, you remember that? Well, <laughs> we're going to make sure we have something worth talking about. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, so. I would, I, I would, I would definitely say that would be nice to see gameplay before, like making yeah. that kind of announcement. But I was just curious, mainly just from the logistical challenge part of it, because I could totally see, like, honestly, that's so many, that's so many different like um, eggs to juggle at that point. And so my thought has just been, hey, if there is continued support for EQ and EQ two, um, if you're reinvesting in that, then it would also make sense to me that. The, the focus is there not necessarily on something completely new. So yeah, All right. right now, absolutely. EQ1 and EQ2. I would say we just hit the one. Wow. It's only, this has been fun. This has been dense. Um, cause it's an hour. It's only been an hour. Um, do you have more time? Can we, can we go through some of the chat questions? Yeah. Yeah. I have about an hour left. <laughs> awesome. I think that'd be great timing then. Um, uh, so I'm scrolling back up so that we don't miss anything. Um, so I think I've hit the top mods. Let me know if I'm wrong. Um, Happy Feet asked, will DPG ever post an open poll in order to plan for the next TLPs? An open poll. Um, we're still kind of hesitant to do like major polls for like here's a very open thing you know just give us all your ideas for the next TLP Uh, we're hesitant against that because when we were polling people 
you know, we we got tons of accusations that they're fixing the polls. You know, they're they're lying. They're just picking the ones that they want. It's like, no, this is what was voted. <laughs> and then uh, they would also say, and voter fraud. And it's like, uh... <laughs> So we're kind of hesitant. And then, it, especially if it's a very, very close poll, you know, we can see that a community is, like, really happy, happy but then that very, very close uh, percentage of people are very, very unhappy about it. Yeah. <laughs> I was like, oh, so, yeah, we're still very hesitant. Um, <laughs> okay, and that's the reason enough. why we're kind of scared to do more polls. <laughs> fair enough. Yeah, voter fraud and requests. My God. Okay, so next question. Um, Editor Sevis asks, when is Player Studio for EQ coming back? I Unfortunately, I don't know if that's ever going to come back. Uh, it was a very interesting idea. We definitely had a lot of great creators. Um and I absolutely loved, you know, seeing what they were putting out there and just being able to, um, you know, include the community in making the game richer. Mm-hmm. Uh, but but our, our, um, our workflow to actually yeah. get things out of Player Studio was costing more time in artists, uh, in artists' time than for actually having those artists just create more objects. I can totally picture it. <laughs> it's, 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 it's similar. It's probably similar, but maybe even more, well, definitely more challenging than even using outsourcing. Right. It's just, yeah. Sometimes it's just a hell of a lot easier. Well, most times it's a hell of a lot easier to have it in house uh, for an yeah. initiative like that. I can see why it's kind of cool, but I could also see why it'd be hard to sustain. Yeah. So. We have sure. a very proprietary, um, art for art format still. So, just getting it to that format was a nightmare. <laughs> yeah. No, I can, I can imagine. Uh, another yeah. question. Um, Axel Shepard, I'd like to know uh, what they draw inspiration from for a two-decade-old game. Oh, that's an that's a interesting question because I thought about it too. It's like yeah. it's challenging to keep like coming up with n- new twists and new takes on stuff, more stories. So, yeah. yeah. Yeah, I mean, that's definitely a better question for Absor. Uh, Alan, um, no, I want to get Absor on here. I uh, we yeah, were. You should ask him. <laughs> we were, you know, I was I was kindly picking on him a little bit during um, <laughs> during Tom's time on here. So Absor, if you saw it, you know, I, I, I I've always thought you were the awesomest dude ever. So I would love to have him on. Please mention it if he's not watching it. Please mention it to him. I would love to catch up with him offline. He doesn't even have to come on here. Um, yeah, I, I don't know if he will actually even come on because, you know, Absor, you know, Alan's Alan. He doesn't really yeah. <laughs> like being on camera. <laughs> I know, but he's so awesome. Um, okay, so we'll follow up on that one. Um, Dantron asks, every time a new TLP is announced, there's always a ton of varying opinions, ideas for what the rule set should be. But one common rule set request is for uh, for an FV TLP server uh, but it doesn't seem to get much reception. Um, is this because the technical requirements to create a FETLP are too time-consuming or difficult, um, or that you think that it's not widely sought after, or is it in, in rather just a vocal minority requesting one? Um, honestly, the Furiona V, 
Is that what yeah. you saw? Yeah, yeah. the free know. trade rule set. Yeah, I know okay. exactly what this comment okay. is about or question is about. Uh, so we do we do see that there is a community um, that really you know they're really excited about FB about free trade rule sets, hmm. but our biggest issue with actually launching a TLP with that is there with with free trade there's a lot a lot of cs support um to actually support that i mean even right now on the current uh fv server we we get so many tickets just from that server every mm-hmm. single day um, i noticed chat was saying that immediately as well and so yeah, yeah. Yeah, and that's for the current server that doesn't have anywhere near the same level of population as our progression servers. <laughs> yeah. Oh, um, there's a there's a question in chat that's actually a good question uh, for me. Sure. Um, what kind of tickets do you get for there? Like, because I don't I don't fully understand. Like uh, for FE, yeah, certainly there... it's a lot of um, I got scammed. Uh, you know, they took my real money and didn't give me this thing, and I was mm-hmm. like, uh, you shouldn't be using these third-party sites yeah. <laughs> you need to complain to them um, or like they stole my credit card it's like oh oh um yeah uh-huh. don't use these sites and so and so it's like we we can't help you i mean we can help you i mean we can make sure that you have two-factor authentication turned on on your account so that way they don't steal your account uh-huh. um but we can't really I mean, we're not credit card companies. We're not that company that scammed you. <laughs> so yeah. we get these tickets all the time. And it's like, I, I wish I could just tell them. It's like, I'm very sorry, man. That sucks. I would hate to have Absolutely. any of this stolen because I'm very attached to my personal characters. Yeah. Um, but there's just so much. There's just so much, you know. There's there's a decent it's, amount of scamming still going on. on that yeah, store. and it's tough, and it's tough like being in customer service for that as well. Like I, I remember those days, and it's just like when when things like that come up. Um, yeah, just having to deal with it because you feel bad. It's like I'd love to help. Yeah. You. Um, yeah. There was a period, just quick old school story. There was a period, and I don't know if it's still like this. Maybe it is. So um, I don't want to talk too much yet. But there was a period where we had a policy where if you acknowledged that your account was shared in any way we would just ban you on the spot um yeah i don't know if you yeah. still do that is that still a thing um i'd have to check with cs i don't okay. have the entire cs policy you know let's, manual let's in my head that you don't <laughs> let's pretend that you don't so i don't feel bad about the rest of the story um and it's like basically what would happen was like somebody would just be like um little timmy would come in little timmy's like all my items are gone and i'm like did you share your accounts um or yeah. no i wouldn't even say that at that time as a GM, I'd have to go, um, little Timmy, are you, are you sure your items are gone? That yes, they're all gone. I'm like, little Timmy, um, often the source of this is, um, account sharing. And I have to warn you that if you told me you shared your account or if I investigate and find the account sharing, I have to ban you. It's like, I want my items. They're gone. I'm like, dude, come on. Listen to me. Yeah. Just, just take your lack of items and go, dude. Like, don't make yeah. me do this to you. Yeah, and then I yeah. ban little Timmy. Yeah, so hopefully so, that's not the policy oh. anymore, CS. If you're listening, that was that, that really sucked. Um, somebody said they kind of remember that, so maybe that's not the case. Roman Clifford has a question. Um, 
Will they ever post the server numbers on live slash GLP servers? I understand people gravitate more towards the higher pop servers, and I'm sure the answer is to keep people from clogging down one server. Um, so I wasn't here when we stopped showing pop numbers, right? Mm-hmm. So I wasn't involved with that initial decision. Uh, but going into the future, it, I'm still, again, hesitant because... Yes, we try to be transparent, but there are some things where it's like, no, 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 this is too much information. Uh, yeah. so, There's always a concern yeah. of the nightclub effect, right? Like, if you see that it's empty, it's just going to get emptier. Right, yeah. right. And then if you see that this is popular, oh, now we're going to get queues and then people can't get in. And that's a horrible experience as well. <laughs> yeah. So. Fair enough. Um let me see. And, and keep in mind, uh, mods, I'm just reading the question as I get through it. So for the first time. So if anything in here is um, sketchy or whatever, then I will apologize. Um, and that's not to infer Lizard, who just asked the next next question that I, I assumed your question is going to be sketchy. It's, I'm sure it's fine. <laughs> will we ever see new or innovative abilities slash spells added to the classes? Or are we strictly stuck on the same ability spell lines that we have seen for the past five years or so? I know they try very so often, but end up getting scrapped during expansion beta. Have they ever revisited those scrapped ideas to see if they can rework them into something functional? Sorry for the lengthy question. So, new innovative spells and abilities moving forward. I mean, yes. (laughs) (laughs) Will we ever? Yes. (laughs) Um, will, Will you think that it is innovative enough? Maybe, maybe I don't know. <laughs> Fair enough. It's all a relative thing, right? <laughs> yeah. Um, Acquittal asked, uh, "What is your favorite zone and music from a zone?" That was a that was an early question, but it's still a good one. So this one's to you. Favorite then. zone. Favorite zone. Uh, well, I can definitely tell you that I'm a big fan of Thunder Rock Springs for the music. Okay. Like just going through, just going through all the tracks in the entire game. Um, I went through that, I guess, a few years ago, where I was just going through and just like, oh, what's this? What's this? What's this? Um, Thunder Rock Springs. That soundtrack definitely is. It's different. It's epic, but it's also very light and just fun at the same time. Um. And then, hmm, favorite zone. I don't know if I have a favorite zone. I mean, I spend a ton of time at Kel- in Kelethin because I keep on re-rolling lots of alts mm-hmm. on the TLPs. Um, so a ton of time I spend in Kelethin. Um, but I don't know if I have a favorite zone. It's so hard. Yeah, I can't think... Yeah, that's so hard because, I mean, how do I even evaluate that? Is it based off of, like, the open vistas, you know, the number of vistas that I can just stand and go, wow, this looks amazing? Or do, do I go, this is a really solid dungeon, dungeon crawl? Or do I go, this is really well pathed, pathed and, you know, the NPC yeah. mob groups are really well placed the, here. The pathing <laughs> actually works in this zone. I like it. Yeah. <laughs> Sure, sure. Or um, the pathing path the pathing is path kind of broken in this zone, but it allows me to land all my spells before they get to me because they're running around this box of air. 
<laughs> so what is your favorite zone to exploit in now that you've mentioned it? <laughs> no. No. Okay. No. <laughs> um, so new question. Let's see. Um, Maestro Bob asked, and this, this was asked earlier. And for me, I didn't have an answer for this one, but I'm curious. Maybe there's a different way to phrase it. Uh, was there a reason why Jay Barbo wasn't brought back in to do music for the expansions? And I guess wow. Switch wasn't <laughs> to hasn't been yet or whatever. Do you know? Yeah, I mean, that was definitely a long way before me. Yeah. So I don't really have an answer on that. I don't know. I don't even know who to actually ask about that. That's fair. I didn't. I didn't either. I, I remember the transition in terms of working with uh, Rob, I guess, and stuff like that. But I, I couldn't couldn't say. So I passed on it. Um, Axel Shepard asked, um, "Did they ever say why they got rid of Legends of Norath?" Uh, I'm pretty sure that there was a press release as to why. <laughs> we'll have to Google that one. We'll have to we'll have to get back on that one. I mean, oh, I was involved with that. Um, I mean, we just couldn't. It was to keep that game running was more expensive than the revenue coming in. Right. Um, at the end of the day, that was it. Um, and you know, the team had gotten small enough that I was the last person on the team <laughs> um, oh, wow. okay. while I was on EQ. <laughs> Fair enough. So, yeah. And so it, it was happens. definitely, yeah. I mean, it was a very interesting game, but from what I understood, it was too complex for most people. <laughs> Fair so. enough. I, I honestly, I, I was aware of it. I hadn't messed with it my, myself. Um, yeah. So, New question. I think this is from you, Nick. Um, are there any plans to add windowed full screen or other new enhancements to the EQ client? Windowed full screen. Uh, yes. I'm pretty sure it's in our backlog somewhere. Um, <laughs> but enough. yeah, again, priorities. <laughs> exactly. No, I, I get it. Um, as long as you acknowledge it's in a backlog, I think that gives us a little bit of something to wrap our heads around. Um, and on a separate stream, folks, we can get together and I can just ramble and ramble and ramble about backlog prioritization and what fun it is. <laughs> uh, Lizard asks, have you found, have you ever found that wide eyed, amazed, scared, intrigued feeling sense of, un, of, of the unknown that lurks around every corner that is EQ in 1999 to 2001 and any other game since then? Most new games seem to have lost that. Everything's really blasted all over the interweb before games even launch. So I guess that that one went into chat. Some folks were answering it, but you as a player, have you? Uh, me as a player, um, I've been seeing a lot of that in the just auto-generated games where oh. I won't know what's there because it hasn't been generated yet. <laughs> Right. And then as soon as I get near it, then it gets generated. Um, certainly, I've seen it in those types of games. So, Cool. That's, yeah. a, that's an interesting <laughs> point. Um, yeah. Um, I think we may have covered... Uh, no, let me just read it out anyways. I've got a question here. I don't know who to attribute it to. EverQuest progression servers have been a resounding success and have greatly revitalized interest in the game. 
Mm-hmm. Do you plan to do more for classic EverQuest enthusiasts, or are you happy with the way progression servers are currently filling that role? Um, that's a tough question. <laughs> I mean, absolutely, we love the TLPs. Uh, it really has brought a lot of people back to the game that uh, that probably wouldn't have said wouldn't have ever come back. Uh, and I was actually talking about this with uh, Prathen, and he was saying, it's like, yeah, no, current EverQuest is a very different EverQuest. Um, generally, in around Gates, it kind of started going into a very different style of play. Um, Gates and on. And then, you know, it's debatable about where exactly that cutoff is. But, you know, early EverQuest is a very, a very specific style of play. And then, you know, modern day EverQuest is also a very specific style of play. And so trying, it's like, okay, well, TLPs can serve the, uh, the early style of play and then new servers are serving, you know, the current style of play. Um, and, you know, trying to do more for classic. Sure. I mean, we always talk about it. We always, always go, it's like, well, what can we do better? What can we, what can we do that won't make everyone freak out? <laughs> um, because we changed something that someone was really in love with and it's like, oh, whoops. <laughs> um, yeah. and then it's also, yeah. It's challenging. It's, 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 it's a hard question to answer because again, we don't have a gigantic team. Um, and we're also trying to figure out what, how can we bring back a classic without, you know, messing with people. <laughs> right. And, and also, yeah, we don't, we can't, we don't have something that we can actually show people and go, Hey, everybody join the alpha, join the beta. So right. yeah. And that's, it's a tough question. <laughs> Fair enough. Well, I appreciate you. Uh, answering to the best of your ability on, on that one. I mean, yeah, it's a tough one. Um, Synexia. Had, uh, sorry, let me start over. Synexia. Jen, have you always lived in Southern California? I have not. Uh, I was actually born in Texas. <laughs> Texas? Uh, I, was, I was born in Texas, in the Panhandle area. Uh, near near uh, Cactus. <laughs> Near Cactus, <laughs> Texas. <laughs> Not, Not a cactus. cactus. <laughs> no, yeah. Cactus. <laughs> uh, near Cactus. And uh, I was born there. I moved away from Texas and uh, moved to Colorado when I was four. And then, okay. so I was basically raised in Colorado, right? And then uh, went to school there, uh, went to college there, went to university, got my degree had some jobs there, had a whole separate career. And then I moved to Cal- uh, Southern California specifically for EverQuest. <laughs> yeah. So, yeah. <laughs> Me too. I had never been that far west. Like, honestly, it was like I went from Alabama to California in a U-Haul. And yeah. it was like, I don't think I'd been past Louisiana before. But it was just like, wow, oh, this is sketchy. <laughs> Is yeah. California was something to see for the first time. Yeah. Um, 
Cool. Well, thank you for answering that. Uh, cactus. I lived in Austin for nine years. I've never, I don't know that I've ever heard of cactus. Yeah. Really tiny place in the panhandle. Uh, basically a meatpacking factory. <laughs> oh, oh, so it's very Texas Chainsaw style. <laughs> well, I don't remember because I was a kid. I do remember eating a lot of steak and potatoes. Because oh, my father worked at the meatpacking factory, and uh, every every month, I think that they would give them a full case of meat. It's like, hey, thanks for working here. Here's a case of meat. <laughs> that is amazing. That sounds wonderful. <laughs> um, let's see. Uh, Anonymous asks, do you have any plans to improve the anti-hack or better punish cheaters who avoid or circumvent punishment in EQ. Yeah, I mean, we're always working on it. It's always it's always something where it's like, oh, okay, well, now we need to fix this issue. Now we need to fix that issue. Uh, the problem there is basically as soon as we close up a, one hole, you know, people move to another one. And it's like, ah, now there's a hole here too. So it's like, ah, plug this hole. <laughs> 20 years of that. That's incredible. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> so. Uh, let's see. Another anonymous. Uh, what is more popular currently, EverQuest Live, EQTLP? Can you talk about which one generates more revenue? I, well, we talked a little bit about that, but I did actually avoid any specific revenue generation questions so far on my list. Yeah, um, I mean, Holly, Holly let the cat out of the bag there. <laughs> And so um, since, since the cat's already out of yeah. bag, what was it again? Uh, TLPs, what she said uh, was that TLPs generate about half the revenue. <laughs> hmm. um, but it also depends on, you know, you know, fudging numbers. It's like, well, who actually bought this item? Was it? Was a person buying this item, and are they a TLP player? Are they a live player? Are they a blend? And that's mm. where the numbers get real fuzzy. <laughs> yeah, it's um, when people play both. <laughs> yeah, I, I for sure like it, it's interesting to watch my LTV since I've come back um, because it's just one of those things where it's like, you know, the bags alone, just buying the bags alone, the experience potions and things like yeah. So on multiple characters, so. Good move on those things. Um, I definitely, I've definitely reinvested. Um, let's see. New question: Is there any chance we could see a player versus player TLP? The EQ PVP community has been trying to find a home. So we we uh, absolutely watched the numbers on that time when the PVP community was trying to rally people onto Zach to at least mm. say, "Hey, there are at least these many people." willing to log on to Zek and show and, you know, just tally up the numbers and just be bodies on the server. <laughs> um, and it wasn't big enough to actually warrant us, you know, launching a new server. Um, so if the TLP community is all, you know, big on doing that and going to try that again, yes, pick a date, pick a time, get your numbers up. <laughs> Okay. You know, because if we can see if we can see that there's enough people willing to all get on the server on a free server, no less <laughs> uh, on a free server at a certain time and actually get those numbers up, then, yeah, that's something that we'll consider. But until we can actually see numbers that 
it's like, whoa, we can't we can't justify time on this. <laughs> fair enough. That's so, fair. There we go. Chat, chat. I haven't been watching chat for the most part. I'll be honest with you. I'm sorry, guys. I've been reading your questions and said, I hope you're being nice. Be nice to the PvP players, even if there are very few of them. They are still people. We like them. They're our friends. Be nice, guys. We have a nice chat here, right? But yeah, so get the numbers up, guys. Um, all right, so is this? Wow, okay. Um, is it Twitch? No, Prime Bigs, Prime Bigs 03. I'm sorry if I'm messing your name up. It's the moderator's fault. Um, given the recent the last few months issues and stability system, amount of time investigating um, spent figuring out the older technology, are the plans to reinvest in upgrading, renewing the code and systems to be more in line with modern solutions? Is that even possible? given its current state. Um, I, I feel like we hit this a little bit. Is there any more to add um, with regards to that question? Um, I mean, it's a continuous project. We uh, yeah, have been. Say. <laughs> yeah. We have been. Uh, absolutely. Um, it's piece by piece, system by system. <laughs> Fair enough. Um, and yeah, and, and not picking on a question at all. Uh, it's just as I was reading, I was kind of thinking to myself as well. It's like it's it's the never ending. Yeah, yeah. Uh, but it but it doesn't sound like there's been like identified a thing. Yeah, you know, based on what you said, it's like it's not like hey, we could have just you know we we didn't want to go buy like twenty new blades or something. It's 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 not a hey, if we just sat down and refactored this one specific piece of code, we'd be there or whatever. Um, yeah, it, it's more of like a as we go, we have to just kind of keep hammering at it. Yep. Yep. Cool. Um, Arizil Songweaver, do you guys use COTS like SolarWinds to monitor servers, or do you have some custom in-house reporting system? Oh, um, we have a blend. We have a blend. I don't exactly know what they are because uh, our operations team is the one that actually uses it all the time. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, but yeah, I'm pretty sure it's a blend. There's definitely some stuff that's off the shelf and some stuff that's very, very custom. <laughs> okay. Fair enough. Um, and at some point in the future stream, we can also talk about sort of that separation often between the teams and ops and different things. But, but um, another question from anonymous, so many questions anonymous, but that's okay. <laughs> Unless Nick, you're anonymizing the person. Um, do you follow the community at all? Notable players, guilds, etc. Do I follow the what community? The the community. So, are, are, <laughs> are you? Are, do you have like certain players or guilds or notable like influencers that you tend to keep up with more than others? Or, um, I mean, other than this stream, which is critical. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I personally, there's so much for me to look at every day. Uh, I know my team certainly has people that they're looking at all the time. Um, and I usually rely on my team to give me, give me the nutshell on a lot of things. Yeah. Um, I mean, I definitely do have some of my favorites where it's like, Oh, Hey, I like this stream. I'm not going to tell them I'm here (laughs) because that's going to be a whole other, that's a whole other, you know, (laughs) that is then I'm taking away, you know, from their stream. It's like, no, no, no. I like their stream and then turning it into my stream. It's like, eh. (laughs) I I know that feeling, especially now that I'm extremely famous. Um, So like, (laughs) I'll, you know, I'll watch co or somebody, but I keep it on the DL. I don't want to like interrupt his flow. Um, Yeah. Summit. 
Um, yeah, so let's see. Lockers asked, with the new TLP, would it be technically possible to introduce the Berserker class from Classic? So I guess if I'm understanding like this one, Lockers <laughs> introduce the Berserker earlier? I mean, hmm. from a technical standpoint, yes, but I'm not sure that things would be itemized hmm. <laughs> or available yeah. for them to do. <laughs> Chat was just saying, just hopping on that one as well, it looks like. So, yeah. Okay. Oh, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> um, so, yeah, we can turn it on, but there's not going to be things for you. <laughs> it's a fair point. Arizel Songweaver, what are some of the challenges of updating a legacy game to run on current infrastructures? I actually have a, a short story about this. Uh, so in 2012, when we got what I would say a significant jump in hardware, <laughs> um, I, would, I would say like maybe a 10-year jump in age of hardware in 2012, uh, we actually ran into some interesting issues where our our clock cycles. So mm. the technology was written in such a way where when the server comes up, it would spend this much time and it would say, okay, well, the CPU speed is this. And just that's how it would uh, figure determine time in the game. <laughs> and so when we... Yeah, so in 2012, when we jumped to our significantly better hardware, um, our hardware actually changes its clock speed depending on uh, the time, you know, how much load is on the machine, right? It'll actually get, like give it more power and then increase the speed of the bus speed. Uh, and so we didn't have a set clock speed. So in 2012, when that happened... We were like, what's going on? Why is this, you know, why is this up now? This is way up way too early. Or what's going on here? Why, why hasn't this spawned? Oh, amazing. <laughs> so when we had done that, it was like, and for the life of us, we had no idea what was going on. It's like, whoa, whoa, why, why are all these things up? And especially, especially with the zones that have boats in them, cross zone mm -hmm. boats. <laughs> Uh, so there are some boats, uh, I don't know if you remember, but there are some boats where you get on them and then they move throughout the zone and then they hit a zone line and then you appear on the boat on the other side of the zone line and then it just keeps going, right? Mm -hmm. So people were getting kicked off the boat because those zones were out of cycle. <laughs> Because one zone was like, okay, yeah, I'm going at this speed. And this other zone is like, yeah, I'm going at this speed. <laughs> because that just happens to be how fast the CPU was going at that time that that zone was spawned. Oh, wow. <laughs> um, so, yeah. So, absolutely, it's a, okay, let me look at how look at everything. It's like, oh, there's an issue here. What's going on? Oh, it's related to timing. Why is there yeah. this weird issue with timing? So we're going through and we were racking our brains. It's like, what is going on here? Because running locally, when we just spawn off both both those zones locally, yeah, everything's fine because our, our desktops yeah, don't great. do that. Yeah. <laughs> our desktops don't do that. And so eventually we were, you know, poking at this, poking at that, poking at this, and I don't even remember. Oh, yeah, this guy. This guy's name is Brent Rambo. 
um, good name, Rambo. <laughs> yeah, yeah, uh, or Ops guy. He's actually a meme. Go look him up at some other time. He okay. He yeah. He was in a commercial as a child. <laughs> go look up. Go look up Brant Rambo. I absolutely will. Written yeah. down. Yeah, our head of ops uh, at the time said, "Oh, did you know that your CPU speed change changes um, based off of load?" And I was like, "Wait, what? <laughs> what?" At that and point, so... <laughs> are you just immediately thinking like, "What is that? Like, how many different things are possibly being affected right now?" It's... Right, right. And so we went back into the code, and luckily, it wasn't too many changes. It was a few places where we were doing that weird timing thing. It's like, okay, we need to convert this to using real, like, standard units, measurements of time. <laughs> Let's use the, you know, standard OS ways of measuring time and, you know, cycles and all that stuff. And um, so absolutely, it's a bunch of those little stories where it's like, wait, what? Wait, what? Wait, what? why? Uh, wh- huh? It's one of the uh, it's one of the things I've loved about working on live games, especially ones that I was like I come in and years into it, and you're just like, this shit works this way, really? Yeah. Oh wow. Yeah. That's kind of fun. I mean, everything's on fire, but it's kind of fun. Yeah. Yeah. And that's Uh, why um, the 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 time, the in-game time in EverQuest is different depending on which server you're on. Like the year. Not uh, like what, how old your character is, and yeah, what somebody was just asking about time that. is. It was like this week, I think someone was asking about that in chat, and so now, yeah, now we know. Awesome. Yeah, because it's based off of when the server was started. <laughs> Fair enough. Um, so I, I see at least one. There may be more um, question related to uh, like. Uh, Prathen and Prathen, and um, uh, I'm assuming there there have been questions about Holly and stuff like that. Uh, My standard line, and see, uh, I don't want to put words in your mouth, but my standard line on that is it's weird in games to work on a game for three years, five years, ten years? What? Yeah. Fifteen years? Are you kidding me? Eighteen years. So it's like when when you work on a game for like 18 when someone that's worked on a game for 18 years moves to a new team or moves to a new game or whatever um new company i look at i'm i'm always kind of like one that it, it's that's a big deal for that individual this is a big big yeah. chunk of their life and so awesome yeah. but two i'm never shocked i'm never going oh, i wonder what this means it's just like yeah. so i mean do I kind of have that covered? Is there any, like, I know the community has been asking, but one, I don't necessarily like, you know, expect much more of an answer beyond that, but I also don't want to put sure. words in your mouth, I guess. I mean, what's the question specifically? Yeah, it's like <laughs> the people ask, like, uh, did something, you know, did something happen? I'm like, I'm going to guess either one. Oh, no. Nothing happened. Yeah. Or two, if it did happen, they're probably not going to tell you about the fist fight over the last, like, <laughs> you know, whatever, cup of coffee and donut uh, that happened in the break room. And he's like, screw it, table flip, I'm out. Like, so. Yeah. No, that's absolutely a good answer. <laughs> cool. <laughs> <laughs> um, 
Yeah, it's just I, I think the thing that's interesting is um, the folks that did stay on EQ for as long as they did. One, that's it's amazing, it's badass, and I know there's still people there that have. Um, and one day, maybe uh, you know, Alan will talk to me. Um, but it's like <laughs> maybe it's just it's crazy because um, it's so rad to be able to work on a, a game that you love for for that long. Um, but the idea of people going to new, especially if like one person goes and then it's like, okay, that person's there. It's like, Hey, why don't you come over? It's like, that's kind of always been the industry to me. Um, so it's uh, a very small industry still. (laughs) Yeah. Um, cool. And I wasn't picking on your question. I was just, that, that was that. Um, so dead rabbits 10, are there any plan? Are there any plans to bring account to account transfers back? Account to account transfers. Um, there are no immediate plans to do that. <laughs> okay. Just again, priority, time. Hmm. Yeah, there is that. That is a funny comment uh, in chat. So next, who knows? Uh, year twenty five of EverQuest history. Um, Pressing comes back, and then it's that yeah, you never do this industry. I wouldn't be shocked. Yeah. Um, Jettis, uh zero zero. Can you remove the limit to list players in zone? At some point, it was uh, changed to only list the first twenty or so. Can you remove the limit to list players in zone? I haven't run into that on Aradune. I don't think. I yeah, think I'm it not sure goes what the question like is. Or, when you do who all, but I thought my who all went beyond twenty. Yeah, I don't remember the exact number. Um, okay, yeah, they're definitely saying that it's a 20 cutoff. Okay. Is it 20? Um, okay, for some reason it's seems like more. <laughs> I'd have to look. Uh, again, that's that's kind of a numbers thing. Hmm. <laughs> um, yeah. Fair it's enough. all, yeah, it's definitely part of the numbers thing. <laughs> You realize you. I think we're looking at chat channels these days, like isn't that or, or picks? Is it is it picks in chat channels? I forget. Like folks are always like trying to look at the numbers and and tell me or ask me about it um, through different methods. But Seahole uh, asked, um, "Hi Jen, can you tell us about your initial foray into EQ? Um, what did you start out playing and where? Um, if you still don't play there, of course." I guess, like, uh, server. Yeah, um, I still play. Uh, I will not tell you where I... Well, okay, I'll tell you I play on Lucklin, but my guild does not know that I work on the game. They don't know who I am. (laughs) Uh, Oh, interesting. Yeah, I'm very, very, very careful about not letting people know who I am when I'm playing on my play account. (laughs) Fair enough. Um... But certainly, I I came into EverQuest very late, um, late to the game, late late to the party. Uh, I I had actually played a lot of other um, other MMOs. I played I played Ashron's Call for quite a while, um, from beta to launch, and then for bit after launch, um, I played. I played the realm. Um, I also played. I think this. I think it's a. 
Yeah, I'm pretty sure the game is dead now. Uh, Rubies have even tied for a while there. Um, somebody was just mentioning that. Was that Bunny? Somebody. Somebody. Is somebody oh wow! Mentioning. Somebody else has heard of it. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I'm pretty sure Bunny's um, played everything. Um. Yeah. So. Yeah, I played a lot of other games. Um, I had not played EverQuest until very, very late. And when I, my main, my original main, I played a different main for a while. But my original main was a Vashir Beast Lord. Uh, oh, really? Yeah, so I actually logged in the other day on it. And it was like, wow, so much has changed since I've played on this character. <laughs> um, but, yeah. So, cool. Whenever well, I can, I try to make a Bashir Beast Lord, but I can't do that on TLP. So I tend to, um, I tend to do a High Elf Magician. <laughs> awesome. Yeah, it's, it's funny. Every single time, someone's like, "Oh, Sean, do you know what you're going to play for for Kunark?" Every single time, and this is this is so smart of me to get it wrong every time. So every time they're like, "What do you want to play?" I'm like, "Oh man, I can't wait to play an XR." And I, I've never played a beast sword, so I wanted. And they're like, "Dude, will you stop getting that wrong?" Right? It's like, "Oh yeah, right." <laughs> shit, that didn't, that doesn't come out to Luckland, 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 definitely chat. Luckland. <laughs> so, Luckland. <laughs> um, yeah, I'm I'm sure uh, as soon as Kunark comes up soon, then I will stop being confused on that one. But I cannot wait to play a beast sword when Kunark comes up. Oh my god, I just did again. I didn't even mean to do that. Luckland, Shadows of Luckland, <laughs> crap. Again. All right. So a uh, couple of questions. Well, I'm going to scan these real quick. Um, all right. So do you feel that the future of EQ2 experience is confused with adding in critical um, mitigation in the form of resolve and rapid increases in potency? It feels it is. Is the EQ2 TLP item stat rebalance a success or something that will be scrapped in a future date? And if you feel there's a better person to answer these, let me know and we can see. About yeah, I am not okay. the best person to answer that. Uh, what is his forum's name? Uh, Angrath. Adam okay. would be probably the person to ask about items. <laughs> cool. All right. Well, we'll, we'll work on getting an answer at some point. Sorry, Aquidal. Um, but yeah, so that might be the case. Um, let's see. Bymouth. Um, or Behemoth, are there any immediate plans to upgrade to a 64-bit client? Uh, concern mostly for MS dropping support of 32-bit and DirectX 9. There are no immediate plans because it's a long project, right? It's it's probably about a year of, uh, dedicated of an engineer to convert our client and our servers and all of our support servers and all of our tools to 64-bit. Um, so it's about a year of work. It's not a th it's a thing that we want to do, um, but yeah, definitely not at a point where we can actually say, "Hey, 64-bit is coming." <laughs> yeah, fair enough. But to all the people that are playing on 32-bit systems, here's your fair warning now. Please go to a 64-bit system. <laughs> all right. I don't know when it's going to happen, but eventually it will eventually <laughs> eventually okay so uh 
Sankis EQ, zone performance in relation to raiding is an increasingly pressing concern for high-end raiders. With more prox pets and abilities adding to the server load, many improvements seem to translate directly to performance loss. Are there any plans for alleviating these kinds of things? Um, I mean, we are. We are trying to alleviate performance issues. Um, it's all a... It's all a Let's let's diagnose it. Let's log it. Let's see what's going on, and let's see you know where where are our bottlenecks? Where are we where are we hitting big lag spikes? What's mm-hmm. what's going on here? Is it related to you know? Is it related purely to population? And if it's related purely to population, um, what are they doing? Mm-hmm. What's you know what's special about this specific spike versus? another specific spike it's all about drilling in and that is you know that's always like on the kind of back burner we work on it but only until recently did we spend like the entire team like everybody looking at things um and and now it's like okay well we've managed to address these big these really big issues um we need to go get more diagnostics. We need to see, it's like, oh, okay, so we see this gigantic block here. It's it's really laggy here, but we don't know anything about this specific area. We know right. it's like, okay, well, we know that this gigantic area is um, very laggy, but we don't know what about that gigantic area is laggy. So it's all, it's definitely a continual process um, where it's like, okay, cool, we've addressed these lag spikes. Let's go look at these now. Let's look at these right. now. <laughs> Fair enough. So, um, Bad Luck Jimbo asks, Jin, what would you say is your ultimate goal as the new head of DPG, and where do you strive to improve over the previous heads of the EQ franchise? It's an interesting question. That is an interesting question. What is my ultimate goal? Well, let's see. My ultimate goal is to keep the games around forever. <laughs> um yeah, that's my ultimate goal. And what is different? Um, I really like working for Holly, so I don't know how much different I would be from Holly. Um, I really admired her in how she handled a lot of different things. And um, being the head, she was absolutely kind of our um, kind of our crap umbrella for a lot of things. And I definitely want to keep that. <laughs> Uh, keep that going. Um, but yeah, I don't know. It's, I, I am a different person and it's, I'm still trying to figure out how I'm going to be different where it's like, well, okay, what would Holly do? And it's like, do I want to do that? <laughs> so okay. yeah, it's, it's a case by case situation. <laughs> All right. Fair enough. It's funny. The, the people are talking about crap on Barla and in chat, we need an emoji. It's a, it's an interesting role, right? Like you, you do in different leadership positions, especially in, in game companies. It's uh, you're also there to try to uh, maybe I'll, I'll use the word shield the team from certain things or absorb certain stuff, or you're yeah. there as the champion of the team. And, and um, it's, it's definitely not easy. Um, I'm not not saying that anybody above you is a you know difficult in any sort of way. I don't know any of them, um, but yeah. just I, I know how it is. So um, I definitely 
uh, I think in, until folks have been in those types of roles, it's easy to just kind of take, maybe not understand or take for granted. So yeah, it's a tough Yeah, job. no, I'm, I'm definitely not saying anything bad about G. I mean, working with him has been great. So yeah, G. <laughs> Yeah, G, we yeah. weren't saying anything bad about you if you're watching. <laughs> no, uh, and I wasn't like I wasn't like poked to say that. No, it, it actually has been a really interesting experience because he and I didn't really work very closely uh, before I became head, and then when I became head, it was like, oh wow, I I I can talk to him. I can talk to him like I'm just talking to one of my team members now. Whereas before, yeah. I was a little hesitant to do that because you know. <laughs> owns the company yeah and the way i took it was just um what i found is the ceo or other sort of senior senior leadership their job is always to challenge they're all they're always going to ask for more they're always going to push for certain things and then what i found as a producer and sort of working my way up through that path is my job is to listen to like those challenges because sometimes it's good to be pushed it's like having a a personal trainer or anybody else right that pushes you Mm -hmm. through your beyond your comfort zone but when it's just not realistic or it's not healthy for the team to go, yeah, I'm sorry. I understand that. But no, this one's just yeah. not going to work. Yeah. So, um, Nianti asked, what is the most difficult system to work on in EQ? The most difficult system to work on. Uh, from an engineering, I'll answer from an engineering standpoint because I, I'm not a designer. <laughs> I don't pretend to be a designer. Um the most difficult system, I would have to say that's the real estate system. Uh, the real estate system, uh, you know, player housing, the customizable guild halls, that is the most difficult system to work on. Um, because it's not character bound um, and it it touches inventory, which is already a very difficult system to work with. Um, and there were definitely some weird design decisions that I had made. (laughs) I'm going to say I had made because I made some of them. I helped Mm -hmm. put that system in. Uh, there were definitely some weird engineering architectural things with that, that make it very difficult to modify. There's definitely it. If you look at the real estate code and then you look at, I don't know, the rest of the code, (laughs) Uh, I don't know. Let's say I can't think of an example. <laughs> if you look at the rest of the code, <laughs> it's like, oh wow, this what this has a very distinct style. It uses very different things and architectural patterns and just naming conventions and it for uh, C guys. It's very heavily temp- templatized, and so our tools have a hard time just telling us things about the code. When we're trying to look up things, it's like, oh, well, we have to resort back to basically doing a a text search throughout the source code instead of just using our normal tools that would say, where is this being used? Um, So, yeah, that, I would say, is the hardest system to work with out of all the systems in our our infrastructure, our game. (laughs) So... Fair enough. Yeah. And like one, two questions down, um, Nianti, Nianti, I'm messing your name. Oh, I'm sorry. We will talk about it later. Uh, also asked, what's your favorite thing you added to the game? Favorite thing I added to the game? Um, That same code. 
No, <laughs> no. Uh, real estate system was not the favorite thing. I mean, I like having customizable guild halls, but yeah, no, that's not my favorite thing. Uh, I'm going to say favorite thing by impact is the advanced loot system. I know it's going to be super controversial. I know there's a lot of people that still like, no, need to use the old loot system. Um, Chat's on your side on this one, I think. I, I, it took me like four days and three tutorials and like everybody in chat holding my hand. And yeah. I was like, guys, come on. What is this? Come on. And now yeah. I'm like, okay, I'm so happy it's there. Yeah. We've been spending some time going, okay, how would we then redesign this to get all the benefit? But, and then philosophically, is this really, I, it's so convenient. I do love it. Um, it yeah, is, it absolutely is awesome. love it. Um, I think it was one of those things where it it hit it hit our targets, which was we wanted to get people actually playing the game and less playing their inventory, and you know that's why we put it in. Um, so that way, people are spending less time managing the things in their inventory, managing uh, who gets what in loot, and also cutting down on people that ninja loot things. <laughs> True. Um, so, yeah, by impact, that is probably my most favorite thing that I've added. <laughs> right on. Cool. Um, I skipped a question in order to get that one. Comic Commander, what is the possibility of releasing all content level locked and all content level locked server? An all content level locked server. That's an interesting idea. Um, like all content as in the latest expansion? <laughs> Comic Commander, I'll be watching in chat for you to respond to that. Lock at 50, 60, 65, 70, all content available. Huh. But you cannot go beyond it. Interesting. Uh, okay, so then three months later you get to level 60... Oh, so, yeah, so all the expansions, um, but you're locked at level 50, then so much later you're locked at 60. Mm. Um, it's an interesting idea. Uh, yeah, I mean, get enough people around that idea. Get on the forums. Get on Discord. What? And stand right next to the PvP players. Um, <laughs> it's happening. It's happening. All right. So chat has been challenged. We've got Get two challenges going on now. Get the numbers <laughs> up. The <laughs> That's going to be a new meme. Um, let's see. Uh, so I'm looking at the time. I know we're running right up on um, on the hour. There's still you know a good handful of questions here. Um, I don't want to... I, don't, I know it's your Saturday. I don't want to take you beyond yeah. that. I mean, I, that's part of the reason why it's like, hey, do you have a weekend? Because I didn't want it to be it's like, oh, no, I have to go right now because something's okay, cool. on fire. Um, so, yeah, I can, I can probably stick around for a little bit longer. I might need to take a break in a few minutes, though. <laughs> yeah, that, that's fine. We could take a little, little break. Um, XXIOU, thank you for the sub. And I will catch up on all the follows towards the end. Um, but the thing was flashing in front of my face, so I couldn't ignore it. Um, uh, let's see. 
I'm going to mess your name up again. Um, Bemoth? No? Bemoth. All right. So ask the question, how close is the TV show Mythic Quest to working at Daybreak? I haven't have- seen it. I want... I. It's on my list to go see. Um, I don't have Apple Plus. I'll have to get Wait. it. Um, so if someone wants to say, hey, this is what happened in the summary, <laughs> I'll be like, okay, yes, I will finally subscribe to Apple Plus and go watch for this show. <laughs> okay, yeah, I think we both have to because it comes up a lot. And it's Bay Meat. I thought you were kidding the first time. Not that I'm picking on your name. I just don't trust chat, especially not Scorn. Um... Let's see. Rhino asks, who makes the best memes on the forums? Be honest. Who makes the best memes on the forums? <laughs> That's a random question. Um, I don't know. I just, when I see good memes, it's like, cool. I don't actually see who's been making these memes. I, when, I, when I read the forums, I typically tend to just kind of ignore the names because I don't want it to go, oh, I hate you. I don't want to listen to you right now. <laughs> That's the biggest thing. I, I try to ignore that that section when there's posts. <laughs> Fair enough. Uh, yeah, these young people and their memes, man. Also, it looks like <laughs> it, it looks like a scorn did trick me into uh, saying the wrong name. Thank you, scorn. Um, thank you for also being a moderator who apparently likes to do stuff like that. Um, sorry, Bay Meath, not Meat. Um, now you got me sweating. Oh. <laughs> um, Rhino asked, have you ever had something you wanted to put in the game but got overruled um, that you're now going to revisit given your new position of power? Uh, Bemis. I don't know. I kind of have to think about things I was overruled on. I haven't actually... I haven't actually sat down and thought about it. <laughs> uh, I keep a yeah. list. I would recommend in the future <laughs> that whenever you're you're fighting your way towards ultimate dominance in an organization, I have a nice list <laughs> of things that people told you you couldn't do that you can then do and people that you're immediately going to get rid of. <laughs> That's just me. Um Let's see. I'm never okay. getting another job in the industry again. People watch the stream. They're like, we're never hiring this asshole. Um, 60 teen said, what are your thoughts regarding the state of current EQ for new players? Um, not trying to play TLP. I think we've been dabbling in and out of that. Yeah. That's, that's kind of a big question. <laughs> yeah. Uh, let's see. Current state. Uh, I would absolutely love to be able to make the UI easier. <laughs> um, that's definitely a thing that I would love to be able to do, but I don't, I'm not a UI expert. Um, so, and, th- and that's kind of the key that whoever is advising us on changing the UI needs to not only be a UI expert, but also a EverQuest expert. And that's, that's really hard to find. So if there's a UI expert watching this stream (laughs) that loves EverQuest, you should definitely hit me up, (laughs) you know, ping me, ping me on the forums, hit me up in LinkedIn. Um, But definitely for a new player that like completely new player, never played EverQuest before. Sure, played other MMOs, that's fine. 
Or, uh, but never played EverQuest before. That's the biggest thing. It's a really hard game to get into um, on the live servers. It's mm. you have to know a lot. You have to you have to do your research before getting in. And certainly, I think that is probably one of the hardest things when you're first coming in. It's like, what does this do? I don't know what this is. Huh? Mm-hmm. Why is there another window for this? Or where do I go to run this command? Oh, it's down here in this tiny little box. Or, oh, it's over here in this other window. So, yeah, that's definitely... Yeah, how I feel about that. I don't know if I answered the question. I don't know where that question was going. <laughs> um, I, I think it answers an element of it. Uh, it's a big question. So that that is... Um, I mean, that's one of the things. Um, I, I do think... Let's see. Yeah, I, I don't think it's going to address all of it, but it is a good example. Um, and that's one of the things I ran into. I, I was happy. Like, I finally came back because of TLP, um, just mm-hmm. because when I came in on my old character, even as somebody that played, you know, for years, came in and just kind of saw everything and was just like, uh, you know what? I think it's a lot. Uh, it's a lot. Yeah. And I don't know where to start or whatever. So that made, uh, you know, TLP just such a natural opportunity to hop back in. Um, but even then, if I look at all of the stuff that's unused, that's in my, you know, like character yeah. sheet or whatever, I'm like, oh, okay. There's a <laughs> lot of shit that I'm going to wind up learning. Um, James right. 54 said, given a long EQ backlog of enhancements and fixes, what are the current priorities? Are there any standout priorities or? Is that a too detailed thing to answer here? Uh, let's see. Current priorities. Two-day um, expansion. Hmm. Uh, finishing up a few more performance issues. Um, yeah, just trying to go in my head what, what are priorities right now. Um... I mean, right now we're kind of in a make things better so then that way when we actually go like heads down 100% into expansion that we aren't having to deal with, oh, this thing is now a real issue. So, right. yeah. <laughs> yeah. Makes sense. Um, let's see. One more and then I say, uh, I would say if you need to take a, take a break, um, uh, then... That seems good. Or you just let me know. How about that? Um, yeah, let's do one more and then we'll take a break and then I'll come back. <laughs> cool. Yeah. I was about to say like, cause I, I'm always drinking a ton of water. So I, I understand yeah. <laughs> it for breaks. Um, let's see. Kizant asked, um, has there been any luck with the current employee search? Is there any talk of the company moving to a remote platform that would allow people out of state or even out of country to work on the game? Uh, we found definitely some good candidates so far. Um, it's such a big search. Um, and there's definitely a lot of people to go through. And I know our HR people are just like, okay, okay, cool. And then they're spending a lot of time just, you know, just vetting everybody. Um, and are there any plans to go to a full remote? Uh, there are no definitive plans. Uh, we've definitely talked. Um, but there's, you know, there's the whole legal things of, can we actually have employees in this other state? Um, Mm. can we have employees in this other country that need to get figured out? 
right. for sure. Yeah, it's something I'm I'm really watching closely just because um, it's been something that's been discussed for decades, and now it's because of COVID and stuff like that. You see more companies that are. Um, I know there's there's ups and downs, and and it's it's a mixed bag. But I do see a number of companies that are showing that they're 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 still productive. In some cases, for some people, um, they're even more productive. Um, and the thing I'm looking at is for a lot of these like um, hiring scenarios that I've run into in the past, it's like if we had the ability to just pull the best talent that was interested mm-hmm. in our game and they didn't have to move or whatever, um, the opportunities that would have unlocked for me as a hiring manager. So I'm kind of pro that. But then again, yeah. also at some point I've got to find another job. So maybe that's why I'm also <laughs> pushing it as well. I'm like, wouldn't it be rad if you just let me live in like Southern Germany and drink beer and then I could work for you in Southern California. That'd be so good. That kind of thing. Yeah. So me personally, I'm for it, but again, it's the logistics of getting there. So yeah. yeah. Don't have a definitive answer. Uh, either way. <laughs> cool. Big Zo three with cleaning up the recent server instability issues. Can we have beam kiting back? <laughs> Uh, probably not. There was also, you know, the designers also didn't like beam kiting because of balance issues. So it was a, it was a two, it was a two prong thing. One, it was causing uh, server issues and two, it was, you know, causing also very big balance issues. (laughs) All right. So (laughs) there you go. You've got an answer. Um, let's see. Adjacent, this is from Scorn, adjacent to Kazensei and Corey. I've been playing UQ forever. I've been around through a lot of forum challenges, tournaments, special events that have been consistently exclusive to citizens of the United States. We're all citizens of Norath. Um, and it's a bit disheartening to be incapable of participating in these things due to those restrictions. Are there any plans to start allowing international players to participate, even with the store items? Shipping international uh, would be appreciated, even at an exorbitant cost. Um. So we haven't we haven't had real plans to do an in person thing in a while. Um. So yeah, can't talk about that. Uh, but for our online things and, uh, shipping, again, it is a, what are we set up to do? We're not, we're not as big as we used to be. And especially with contests with, uh, you know, like raffles and actually we can't even do raffles. Uh, what, what was it? I can't remember what it was, but you know, you would just submit all your things and then it's like, Oh, Hey, cool. Um, we'll just pull a random name out of the hat, and here you go. Um, even with that, we we're you know there are definitely some weird legal issues around what we can and can't do. Okay. <laughs> so um, I mean, absolutely. Uh, with the past things, with the T-shirts and vinyl albums, we wanted to be able to ship internationally, but um, we we don't have the setup to be able to do that. Um, because just even figuring out the customs forms that we had to fill out to ship internationally with the vinyl albums, it's like, how, how do we fill this out? I, you know, how do we even do this? Because we're not, we're not uh, equipped to do it. This isn't, okay. this isn't our specific area of expertise. <laughs> so. 
Fair enough. Yeah, we want to do it. We just are equipped and set up to do it. Let's see. Val 85, what is the tech stack EQ is written in core languages? Oh, uh, let's see. Core languages, C++. C++ and then tools. Uh, it's a blend of C Sharp and Perl and PHP. <laughs> yeah, PHP. <laughs> okay. Thou, hopefully that answers your question. Um, sets sets a while. Um, has there been any thought to make Chrono redeemable for store cache at a reduced conversion rate, essentially allowing Chrono to be sapped for station cache and creating a favorable exchange um, uh, for uh, DP creating more income versus pure point purchases? Uh, so financially, we have been always told that's like, Eh, no. Mm, no. Come up with another plan. Mm, no. Uh, so, yeah, we have to we have to be very careful and yeah. we have to make sure that, you know, we're not breaking any laws. <laughs> you know, yeah. that thing. <laughs> yeah. So, I think yeah, there there're probably a number of things to be careful of there. Um Yeah. Let's see. Uh, Camden asks, TLPs have progressively gotten more and more hands-on in terms of nerfs, changes as time has gone on. For example, items, drops, abilities being changed, removed that have been there for 10 years worth prior TLPs. EQ had a big rework of their defensive stats, and that didn't go over well on their TLP. Are there plans for this trend of modernizing changes to TLPs to continue further? And are there any limits as to... or as a lot of the changes seem very random. Ex- example, changing Enchanter Charm Pets. Um, so EQ and EQ2 are, there's a separate answer for each of those games. So EQ2, at the very beginning, we did start out re-itemizing things, and so to continue, we basically have to continue re-itemizing. <laughs> um, as each expansion gets unlocked in EQ2. Okay. Um, yeah. And for EQ1, I mean, we didn't do massive rehauls on EQ1. We said it's like, nope, can't keep up with it. Um, we'll only have to, you know, we'll only change things that are just really, really exploity, really, really like, whoa, okay, somebody is using this to make, you know, ridiculous amounts of plat, or mm-hmm. somebody is using this to really throw the balance of the server out of whack. Um, and so that's that's realistically, it's mainly a light touch on EQ1. It's, okay, is this dating? Okay, well, let's fix it. Um, is somebody using it and being a bad, you know, a bad community member and basically ruining it for everyone? <laughs> um, so, yeah, it's... It's wherever, it's wherever we. It's like okay, nope. We see that you're destroying the economy, or you're destroying the community, or you're destroying our servers. <laughs> Anytime anybody goes really far out, and we, you know, to a level where it's like, oh wow, no, that's a problem. Then we'll go in and you know address it. Uh, but the rest of it, we're 
generally philosophically a light touch <laughs> for EQ1. Okay. okay. Yeah. Um, and uh, um, uh, that's one of those questions I, as you're answering, I'm, I'm always naturally waiting to see if there's a re response to the answer. We'll keep an eye out, but yeah. So, um, yeah. let's see. Um, B myth asked who is on your enemies list. Who's on my enemies list. Uh, just because I have an enemies list does not mean that everybody does guys. <laughs> Do you? Yeah. I don't have an enemies list. Okay. There's, you know, there's just too much, too much going on in the world to just keep a grudge because it's just so, it's so exhausting for me. Yeah. It's just I, used so to, exhausting. I used to get tired holding a grudge and then I just started writing them down and now I'm not tired at all, but anytime I need them, they're there. So just <laughs> pro tip. If you need it, uh, use it. Um, <laughs> okay. Bemith says or asked also, um, can we get slash follow improved? Can we get slash follow improved? Um, well, uh, it's it's di directly tied to NPCs and how they path, right? So slash follow uses the same NPC pathing stuff, and it is absolutely a one second. One second. <laughs> Sorry about that. No uh, so it's absolutely a zone by zone thing. And uh, so, yeah, how we improve pathing is we go through every single zone and repath it. And that's not going to happen <laughs> because that's that's yeah, that's more time than anybody has for anything. Uh, I, I can't even give you an estimate how long it would take to repath every single zone in the game. <laughs> so, yeah. And then alternatively, we can write a new algorithm to potentially use it, but then it's like, okay, so what data <laughs> does that pathing come from, right? right. <laughs> so, yeah. <laughs> Fair enough. Um, let's see. Um,. One more question. Jen, as someone that has been a TLP player only for a while, while I'm wanting to, um, while I'm wanting to give current expansion content, am I reading this wrong? Wait a second. Uh, wanting to give current expansion content instead, would I feel at home playing a bard with all of the content I have missed? Or perhaps better said, do classes still feel similar to the way they did um, back in the day or have they expanded greatly? So let me, let me, let me see on that one. It, um, so are you saying you've been playing only TLP and I don't know. You're going to have to rephrase this question, folks. Sorry about that one. Um, <laughs> I did not get it right. Um, Live versus TLP differences. Do you see that in chat, Jen? Uh, I don't see oh, that. I was wondering if the game is similar to the way it was back in the day. It's not exactly the same. Um, 
as it was back in the day. There's certainly some things that we don't, we just can't support on TLBs due to the way the architecture um, has, you know, changed. Like we can't bring back corpse runs. That's a thing that where you have to actually go and get your items. Um, we can't do that without a lot of re-architecting a lot of the current systems, like mm-hmm. inventory. <laughs> right. Um, uh, so, yeah, I mean, the differences between TLP and live, well, I mean, the obvious, obvious big difference is the expansions. <laughs> the expansions and the features. <laughs> the features available to you. Um, those are the biggest difference differences. Um, and then also where everyone is, where the player base is. <laughs> so. Fair enough. Yeah. <laughs> cool. Yeah. Um, let's see. I think that covers it. And there is, um, I think, uh, there's one question in here. Mods skipping that one. Um, just cause. Uh, I don't know how to ask that one in the in the best way. And then generally speaking, there is. So there's a decent amount of stuff that's popped up. Um hasn't necessarily popped onto this list here, but um when people are asking about botting, uh so there's there are always questions about botting. Um mm-hmm. and uh I've often sort of given my take during streams on botting. Um mm-hmm. and I I've I've got sort of two things that I tend to say and it, it, the, it's kind of anecdotal and it's just me. Um, but I'd be curious to see if you've got something else. One is, um, I've never known a time where there wasn't botting. Um, yeah. and I haven't worked at a company where there wasn't botting. Um, I, maybe wizard one one there wasn't some botting. Like when I was at King's out, it could be that there wasn't rampant botting on a kid's wizard game. Maybe, um, but uh, let's see. It's oh, Bobby says Star Stable botting, uh, not bat- botting, but all sorts of other hacking. Um, the kids love to hack. Uh, so yeah, it, it, dude, I've got some stories. Uh, so the the thing I say is one. Um, I've heard a lot of stories about like Brazilian uh, Aradune. I've only played on Aradune. Um, a lot of my, basically my entire experience on Aerodune so far, and I know that's limited, it's one data point. Um, it's been pleasant. It's been good. I've, good. um, I've found groups when I yeah. wanted to find groups. I've been able to complete, uh, quests. I, you know, as chats heard a million times, I've finished my Paul of Apollo. It took me like 25 or 30 hours of camping. Um, mm-hmm. and there was once or twice when I was like, it started to get busy in there. I have the benefit of living in Sweden, so I'm off hours, but there were once or twice when some people sort of were st- standing at the spot. I'm like, are we about the DPS race? And they're kind of like, yeah, probably. I'm like, all right, well then I'm done for the day, right? Like I'm not even going to bother yeah. with you. And then I came back the next day or whatever. Um, yeah. so all of my, all of my data is anecdotal and positive. Um, and then when I say like, generally speaking, it's always been an issue. There's always going to be issues, etc. I guess the thing that comes up a lot is when there are blatant, like crazy examples of it, people feel like they've reported it and maybe something's not happening. What, what insight can you give us on like sort of your thoughts on it from, from your side? And then, you know, what about these instances of 
people saying, Hey, we've reported this person, they're 800 boxing in this one zone or whatever. And it's like, yeah. Yeah. Anyway, I've babbled enough. Sorry, go ahead. Uh, so certainly some instances where people are saying they're reporting it, um, they haven't actually been reporting it. Um, I'm not saying that this is all the instances there, but th- certainly <laughs> some of the instances are that. Um, yet it's like, okay, you reported it where, when, what account, because we can't find it. <laughs> um, and then the other people uh, that have been reporting it, it's like, okay, well, no, they're not definitively botting. <laughs> it's, there's a bit of, it's like, okay, are they reporting it because they just don't like this person? Or are they reporting it because they actually were, um, were botting? And in every, you know, every instance has to get investigated. And as our CS people are going through, it's like, okay, were they botting? I don't know. Let's see. And so anytime that you can give us a clear definitive case where they are botting, it's like, okay, yeah, no, report it. You should. <laughs> um, don't name and shame on the forms because that's against our form rules. But in your petition, if you have, if you're, if you're recording, if you're streaming, you know, even if you have, um, uh, what's, uh, I can't remember the, the, uh, the software where it's like, oh, I'm not recording, but actually go back and actually save to disk the past 10 minutes or the past five seconds, or I don't remember. Yeah, it's like, if you have that, do it, you know, record it. <laughs> record it, yeah. uh, send it to, um, put it in your petition to CS, and they'll take a look. And if it looks like, oh, yeah, clear case of botting, they'll, they'll suspend them, they'll ban them. <laughs> so... Yeah. Yeah, it's it's always those areas where it's like, eh, no, this could actually be people that are playing together. Um, this could be people that are in the same house and they're just well coordinated, you know. But then there are clear cases where it's like, nope, definitely botting. Yeah, suspend and, ban. <laughs> and again, um, you know, as a former member of CS, I, I also know it's it's difficult sometimes. And then on, on some of the cases, it, it is just a matter of, um, you know, for us, we are fortunate enough that we, we had, you know, one or more GMs per server and you kind of get used to like making your rounds and going around and checking stuff, etc. Yeah. Um, and again, I don't, I don't know like the degree to which, um, you're able to dedicate that sort of, effort or um have that familiarity and like you're saying at the beginning of the stream anybody who missed it watch about later um you know cs does tend to stay inundated though we did have a fun experience um we did a we did a group run where it was an unassisted group where we basically ran uh level 1 to 50 in 24 hours um, wow just to kind of show um and so, like, that was recreating, like, the Air Dune um, mm-hmm. race to 50 run. And so I was, uh, well, all right, not all of us made it to 50, Bobby. You're right. Um, so at least one of us <laughs> fell asleep, Bobby. Um, and so, uh, yeah, it was cool. So I, I, I got brought along for that. It was a great learning experience for me and being able to see it. But it was funny because, um, yeah, people thought we were bots for a little bit as well. We were we were such a tight knit tactical group. Um, so, all right, let's see. We've got at least one or two more questions. I think um, I keep looking up a chat now. Uh, let's see. 
Is this an actual question, Scorn? I'll try to. I'll try to read it. It's a big block of text. The CRT. <laughs> the CRT team has remained largely unchanged for quite some time. I don't believe anyone has been added to it since 2016 or so. Does the team see value in working closely with the player base in this manner, or have you found beta interaction with vocal members of each class efficient to uh, in addressing class balance, quality of life issues? Uh, class balance, definitely need to talk to the designers for here. Um, talk to Aristo. Well, he doesn't respond to things. <laughs> uh, Aristo, Ed, and then also, um, yeah, Chris Black slash, I don't know what Ryan's form handle is. I don't know what Ryan's form handle is. Talk to him. <laughs> um, yeah, these are the guys that you want to talk to um, about specifically class balance things, but for other issues, yeah, absolutely CRT has been a big help. Um, and Dreamweaver is working on rebuilding that program. Um, okay. So, yeah. <laughs> cool. Alright, so I've hit the end of the questions that were in the mod channel. Mods, uh, thank you so much for grabbing those. Uh, it, it definitely made this possible. Otherwise I have no idea how I would have been able to keep up with it. Um, all right. So I think we've done, this is two and a half hours of your time. I'm so appreciative of it. Um, yeah. I'm curious, is there anything, is there anything else that we missed? Is there anything else you want to discuss or, or say, and I'll keep an eye out for anything pressing in, in chat as well, if you want to. Um, but yeah. Yeah, no, I mean, this has been a great time. Love being on here. Um, this is actually one of my first live interviews since I became head of studio. Oh, awesome. <laughs> uh, yeah, so congrats to that. Uh, and, yeah, thank you. I've been catching up on a lot of the old streams, and it's like, oh, hey, it's Barker. Oh, hey, it's McPhee. <laughs> I haven't talked to these guys in so long. Um, and I was like, oh, yeah, they look good. They look good. They look well. I'm glad. Yeah, <laughs> so, no, it's it's super cool. Yeah, you've seen them and, more recently than I have. Uh, yeah, some of these folks, I'm like, dude, I haven't seen you in forever. Yeah. So, yeah, it's been a lot of fun, and yeah, I'd be, you know, once all the questions queue up again, I'd be glad to come on again, but not for a oh, while. Fantastic. <laughs> yeah. No, that's that's fine. I I, I I definitely appreciate you coming on here. Um, it's in. Folks in chat, thank you so much. Great questions. Um, I wasn't looking up for all of it, but it seems like uh, folks came in and, and definitely, um, you know, had questions for us. We're, we're cool. I've, I've been stoked on the Twitch experience just because people have just been really rad, to be honest. Um, so hopefully this was a, a positive experience. And that's one of those things that folks, you know, back at the company can kind of look at and go, all right. This is this is something that other folks can feel comfortable coming on as well. Um, naturally, I'm going to you know sort of push to try to try to always have folks on whenever possible. Um, so yeah, yeah, cool. All so, right. I, I tell you what, um, I'm usually like it's it's like 
shutting this whole thing down. This is like the, the most difficult part for me. I'm like, all right, so how do we high five, say goodbye, and then like shut it down in a way where it's like relatively professional and smooth. Um, and so what we'll do is I guess I'll just say thanks again for being on. This has been fantastic. It's been super cool getting to know you. Um, yeah. We haven't really met before this. So um, uh, thanks a ton for coming on. And, uh, yeah, I'll follow up with you offline and, and probably just thank you uh, five more times, and then we'll just kind of see how it goes. No, thank you. It was a pleasure. I'll talk to you later. All right. <laughs> Bye. Thanks, Jeff.